Well, howdy do. Welcome back, folks. Oh, howdy do, partner. Here, Here we, we go. go. Gather around, y'all. It's the Surf Talk Show. <laughs> and we don't see no. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. We should make a song out of this. <laughs> Write the lyrics down. I no. will. Gather around, folks. Here we Here go. Here we go. <laughs> it's another week for the Snarf Talk show. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, that's our new opening theme song. Yeah, we could do a Western-themed sticker to go with it. If anybody wants to design one, we'll make it. Yeah. I mean, we got a guy. Okay. It's got to involve us on horseback. Goat. Goat back. back. <laughs> yeah. What goat do you back. think in here, Chris? Or we could be on horses lassoing goats. I want to be riding a goat. You can be on a horse. I'm on a goat. Okay, you're on a goat. I'm on a horse, lassoing a goat. I'm lassoing. You're just shooting guns off in the air like... Rah! Like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. I could be basically Yosemite Sam in this picture because I get angry. The picture's got to encapsulate the song. I got to be yelling something about butter, though. <laughs> <laughs> it does, Yeah, it would have to encapsulate the song. But how do you encapsulate... Another week at the Snarf Talk Show. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well that's there, what the we creative gotta have, geniuses... We gotta have folks gathering around. Yes. Dosey doing. Right. Well... We can't be on horseback. We need to be on a stage. Right? But where's the goats come into play? Maybe the crowd is goats. A crowd of goats. <laughs> yes. Like those are our fans. They are our fans. Well, it is our fan. I'm, I'm wearing our shirt. If you guys didn't know, we have shirts and sweatshirts available. And they look, I don't know if you can see it, but they look like that. They're available for purchase. I don't know. remember how much they cost. It's my jam. Like 15 bucks. It's like 100 or something. 15 bucks, little, little man. man. Put that shit in, in my, my hand. hand. Um, no, we're back. Uh, welcome. Welcome. We, we just had a, a, a date that happened that was 4321. Because it was April 3rd of 2021. 4321. And this is our episode 123. Yes. It's, wow. it's all coming together. The universe is colliding into this one episode, and we have to make it great. Yeah. Well, it's already great, but. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that. But I'm just saying, like, with those number things, you know, the world revolves around numbers. Numerology, I believe it's called. It's a, it is a thing. I mean, or algebra, <laughs> you know, like they like you need that. Uh, You'll never carry calculators in your pocket. <laughs> David said the goats are the house band for the theater in which your show is recording. I love it. Love that. Draw it up for us. Yes. It doesn't have to be like. No, just a quick sketch. Pr- sketch it and we'll send it to a uh, a guy. Yeah, we got a guy. E, what is it? E. Iman. Iman Mas- Macias. Yeah. Yeah. Check him out. <laughs> yeah. At Iman Macias. But well, I'll probably just like go out to some different artists. I want to contact that one artist that drew that really crazy Snarf Talk coloring contest entry. The really oh, weird one yeah. from North Carolina. It was like... Um, I fi- I've, I've received it was a like poster abstract. of two gentlemen that appear to be <laughs> shooting shooting a goat with some form of gun. I'm like, yeah. it's Ghostbusters, dude. <laughs> I think goat it was busters. a girl, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It was a woman that sent us this message and... She's just like, I want to make sure this is the right poster that I'm receiving. Like what other poster? <laughs> in this coloring contest that I've entered. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the one. And she sent back something that was wild. It was really good. It was really cool. It looked like Coco. You liked it almost the best. I, I did like it. I didn't like it the best at all. But I said almost. <laughs> sure. It's like, <laughs> I'll go with it. It's like almost the best. Yeah. You know? uh, 
Jay says, Jerry, what are you drinking for tonight's show? What are you pimping tonight? I've got a Founders All Day IPA. Ooh, all day. All day. It's a session ale. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've never understood that kind of stuff. It's a, like a session beer is like a, a batch that they make. It's like that, it, that's the session. I mean, isn't that every beer? No, it's like a special batch they make. But you could, anybody can buy this. Yeah, like year, they're just year con- round. <laughs> continuously making this. Well, here's the deal, Jerry. I don't really know what it means. I just made that up. Right. Yeah, I but knew I'm that. sure David will tell us. So, um, yeah. So here we are, guys. We're back. Um, mm-hmm. Episode one, two, three. Couple Big little week. shout outs. Um, check out our Patreon.com/slash Snarf Comics for extra content and all kinds of goodies. Mm-hmm. Um, sign up, support the show. Um, but more importantly, hit the share and like button if you're watching yes. us on Facebook, YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, leave us a review in the Apple or Google podcast apps. Five star with a written review. That would be fantastic. It would be. We would greatly appreciate it. One commenter said, where's the aviator sunglasses, Jerry? I've been wearing aviators lately, the same ones I wore when I was a cop at that, uh, um, because I got contacts recently. Yeah. Today's the first day I haven't worn these contacts. Why aren't you wearing them? I'll tell you why, Chris. Because of the podcast? No, not not in the slightest. I love them. I love not wearing glasses. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's made me feel like a new man. You look like completely different human being. Yes. I don't know if I like it. I love it. And you're going to have to live with it. <laughs> the problem has been, so they... So they had to custom make these lenses because my eyes are dumb. They're just, they're not normal. And they had to custom make them in order for me to see. So they gave me a, and I have to wear them. They're like a four month lens. So I don't, it's not a daily, it's not a weekly. I wear those for four months and then get in, I put in a new pair after that. So I have to clean them very well. Right. And they gave me a solution that's basically peroxide. So you put them in the peroxide and it'll erase all the proteins that get stuck to the lens. And they said, you, once you put them in there, they have to stay in there for six hours and then the peroxide is diluted and it won't burn your eye. They said, if you put them in any sooner than that, it will burn your eyeballs. And I was like, ah, I don't want that to happen. Don't want to burn your eyeballs out. I've been taking my contacts out about 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. You know, no problem. I get up about 5. That's clearly... Longer than six hours, right? Yeah. I've had no issue with that until about three days ago. And I put one in and it started like stinging my eye a little bit. Went away pretty quickly. And even after I take them out, I rinse them with a regular like solution that you use contact solution that you would normally keep them in. I rinse them in that like a saline and then put them in and it hasn't been an issue. Well, it started stinging my left eye. And then the next day I put it in, burnt real bad. And then my hands, like they were wet from me pulling them out of it. And if you get peroxide on you, on your skin, like a, a pretty tough peroxide, it'll make your skin white, like a bright white. Yeah. And my hands started turning white. And I was like, that's, that's what peroxide does. And that's why my eye burns so terribly. And that was two days in a row. It burnt my eyes. I left them in all day. And then this morning, same thing happened. It burned the crap out of my eyes. And it, I had peroxide all over my hands because my hand turned white. And I, it was really blurry and it was getting harder and harder to see out of these things. So I took them out and my eyes felt like I had sand in them because I've been chemical burning my eyes for the last two days right. or three days. So I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. And I had to call Ortiz 
office, Ortez, Ortiz. Ortez. Uh, and like, let them know, like, hey, this solution is not working out. I've never well. heard of anybody putting their contacts in peroxide. Well, it's a specific contact lens solution that they use, and I can't even remember what it's called, but it's got a red cap on it. But that's what they told me to do. I mean, and I trust them because they're eye doctors. Uh, but they said that's the only way for this type of a lens to get like actually clean because I'm wearing them for so long. And but it's it's not diluting itself, and I'm pouring peroxide in my eyeballs. Well, that doesn't sound fun. No, it's not. So that's why today, since it was so blurry this morning, I was like, oh, I'll just wear the old, you know, spectacles. Put on the old glasses, and I'm gonna give her a shot again tomorrow morning. We'll see what that does. But I put them in a regular contact, like saline solution, today after the whole bout this morning. And it and the worst part about it is that it's like five fifteen in the morning, and I'm like holding my eyeballs like ah peroxide it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst erica says she uses it too so maybe she can give you some pointers well yes please tell me how that works because i'm doing something i'm obviously doing something wrong this is absolutely like user error here i just don't know what i'm doing wrong because it's been much longer than six hours it's been eight to nine to ten hours that they've been in this solution they should be diluted by then right I would think so. I would too. I don't know why what they would be diluting though. I mean, it's not like peroxide just dilutes over time. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. There's that like really a, doesn't make any sense. This is just what I was told. I don't know. But think about it. It makes no sense. But there's like a little activator in the bottom that activates the solution and it starts bubbling right away. As soon as you put the contact thing, it's like a little housing that your contacts are sitting in, and you dip it into this like little vessel. It's clear, screw it on there, and the bottom part, it almost looks like a charcoal thing. This seems like way too much work. No, it's not. Just, it's, get, just get laser eye surgery. Be done with it. But it's, it, he told me, he's like, with, with the way your eyes are, it's not guaranteed to get you to 2020 vision. So what? So I could spend uh, X amount of dollars to have this surgery and I then still the have some sort of I bet corrective you the lens. pays for it. How? Do you got eye insurance? Like minimal. Yeah. I mean, I don't either, but. Uh, one of my friends got it for free from his the company he worked for. Uh, it was like oh, part of their. The federal government is not going to give me anything to get my eyes laser fixed. Uh, David said all day IPA is a favorite of Papa CD. CD? I've oh, never heard of him call that before. Session beers are low AB alcohol by volume, so you can have more than one or two in a day. Huh. You couldn't have more than one or two of the others in a day? I think he means like to stay under your re- recommended drinking limitations. Gotcha. That they, they say never to have like more than one or two drinks a day. Oh, all right. Uh, I wonder what is this? But you can have like twelve know. of those apparently. Yeah, 15. 12, 15, some somewhere in that neighborhood. No, I mean it's four point seven. Well, that's a lot lower than. Right, 5. a lot of other. Seven. That's true. Some of them get up to like seven or eight percent. Yeah, I had some beer once that was like twelve percent. Oh yeah. There's one called Dragon's Breath that was like 15. I think we were together when I drank this thing. Probably. Um, and it was stout. Wouldn't get that again. <laughs> it wasn't a stout. All right, guys. We are in the midst of a down and dirty snarf madness we competition. Are. I got my bracket right here. Um, we haven't scored any brackets yet, and we probably aren't going to for a while. In years past, we have scored brackets every single week. And... Uh, Chris and I were talking last week, and that was just a little bit 
too much work every week to sit here and score everybody's oh, bracket. Dude, so much work. It really was. So we're just going to score all of them at one time and then tell you uh, who the winner is. Or you can score them and I send mean, us what your scores are. If you're following along, uh, yes, absolutely. Score your bracket. You already know what your scores are if you're doing that. So we don't feel the need to have to like update you. We're going to tell you who the winners are anyway. So yeah, we'll um, we'll 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 update the scores like when we get down to like the final four or something. Yep. Uh, Nolan said, "Just Jerry flex your eyeball. It'll turn from red to an icy blue. Yeah, it'll be so intimidating. Your nose will try to run off your face. <laughs> wow, that's a good description. I've never learned how to flex an eyeball yet. I can flex every other muscle, but." The, the one time I tried to flex my eyeballs. You know who could flex that out? My eyelash fell off. Flex Mentalo. He couldn't. Yeah. Do you know Flex Mentalo? I've heard that name before, but I don't know. It's a comic book. He is in Doom Patrol. He's oh, in yes. Doom Patrol Season 2. Um, and he is a superhero yes. that can like uh, alter reality by flexing particular muscles in his body. Oh, so he's like me. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's what I do. You're basically Jerry flex yeah mentalo because i thought i had covid i just flexed gone i had no problem with it. <laughs> all right let's get back into our bracket here we are oh, scoring uh round two so round we will start dose. in the top left in the east uh remember now we're gonna have different matchups so that makes yeah we're gonna have a lot of different matchups so we'll do um uh i'll go first i guess um yeah i have Whoa, my computer is going wild. Haywire. Uh, I have Goldeneye versus Quake. Oh my gosh. Um what a what a matchup. So I'm a big fan of both, obviously. I played them both the same time, probably mm-hmm. like in the late nineties. Of course. Um you did. I never had Goldeneye. I had Quake. Several versions, several you games. You never Quake. had the game Goldeneye. No, I didn't have an N sixty four. But I played it frequently at like friends' houses, right? Okay. I think it was only on N64. It was. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, so it's just basically two kind of, they're very similar games. But one's like you're playing online with other people. Goldeneye, you're playing at your house. And you don't necessarily like playing online with other people. No, I don't. That's why I'm going with Goldeneye. You are. I am going to go with Goldeneye because oh. I love games that you can play with other people. Sure. That are... But not an online in an online sense. No, not, not in an <laughs> online setting. I love playing with a bunch of other people from a lot of diverse backgrounds, but I need them to be sitting next to me. So here's the deal. If you're playing online with people, chances are they're going to be better than you. Absolutely. If I'm playing in real life with people, I know I'm going to be better than them. <laughs> Why? So, because I'm better at video gaming. Not than me. I'm a natural video gamer. Mm. In a sense of like a very small town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Not worldly or even like I d- statewide. That's exactly what I'm, my point. <laughs> okay. That's funny. I'm like the best that Grundy County has to offer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's really good. In, Just like we're the number one Grundy County uh, podcast. Yeah, that's right. In, in multiplayer podcasts. Right. Or podcast. Multiplayer podcast. <laughs> Multiplayer video games. Anyway, your turn. Uh, I have Goldeneye. You have? I have Goldeneye versus Command and Conquer. Easy. Uh, is it? Because I absolutely love Command and Conquer. Like, so much. Those strategy games, especially with war and armies. 
you're fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You build up your army. You get all of your resources and build it up and build it up and build it up. And then you're like, yes, I'm finally big enough to take over the next person. And then you get over to their base and you're like, shit, I'm not big enough. And then you fall back and do it all over again until you do finally conquer. I'd like, yeah, I mean. I can command all day. The conquering part is the hard. That's why I like most of or some of those games, the good ones make the defenses very hard to overcome. Right. Because that's reality, right? It is. Defense is like everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much harder to be on the offensive than the defense, unless like you're just bombing people. Right. That, that is true, which I do love bombing. <laughs> yeah. I love bombing. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, it's GoldenEye all day long. It, it has to be. I feel like GoldenEye made such a greater impact in my childhood. I have very fond memories of playing this game with a lot of different people. Yeah. I had it for myself, but I I mean that wasn't even as playing it by myself wasn't as fun. No. But the single player is fun too, aren't oh, it? It is. It is very fun, but just the sitting around with friends and I look at it now like with Grady and Cash and Bryce and all of his friends and stuff playing Fortnite. Fortnite. You know, I, I like Fortnite Fortnite. Honestly. I know you do. I just it's, I can't get into it's it. It's like the new Goldeneye. It's very similar. It is very similar, except the map is always the same until the new season starts. Yeah. But you know, but either way, they're they're having the same experience. And I love that because I still at 34 are thinking of those experiences and making Goldeneye a better game because and you of it. Can't uh, replicate them. No. Anymore. No, you can't. So Goldeneye is my winner. All righty. Um that brings it down to the next matchup for me, which is Tomb Raider. I think it's the same as yours, right? Oh, no. It's no, 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 no. Tomb Raider versus the Batman Arkham series. Um, this is very much a nostalgia versus gameplay pick for me because while I love Tomb Raider um, and the gameplay and everything about it, I'm, you know, my main connection to that is nostalgic. Yeah, Although yeah. I thought it's, I think it's interesting because Tomb Raider is more of a puzzle-based game. It is a, a linear puzzle game, and and there are some drawbacks to Batman too. Um, whereas some of the gameplay can actually get quite repetitive. It can, and, and sometimes quite, it is restricting. Yeah, you know, like even though it feels open world when you're actually playing the story, especially in the first one, it's very restricting as to what you can do. It's like you're you're tunneled through an area that you play in, right? Yeah. As the games got further along, that opened up some and gave you a little bit more freedom. But still not huge. Not huge, though. No. Um, I haven't played in the newer Tomb Raider games, so, I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. I'm going with the Batman games for sure. Like I said, they're just plain fun. Oh. The story's good. Yeah. There's nothing like gliding around and just landing on people and beating the crap out of them. And, yes, and watching their bones break as you... Like the slow motion shots, and there's you, lots of good little mini stories in there. It's very good. And so Mark I've, Hamill is still the is still the Joker, and he's incredible. Yeah, it's one of the best. I, I maintain, I think it's my favorite Joker portrayal of anything Batman. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, and I played every single one of those games. I mean, you play. I played it as Nightwing. I played. I played the Harley Quinn uh, add-on to mm-hmm. Arkham City. I think it was. Yep. Um, Red Hood. Red Hood, all of them. So I'm I, Red Robin. Oh yeah, Red Robin was in it too. Yeah. Um, I think it was Red Robin, or was it just Robin? Was it? It was Tim Drake, right? Yes. 
Um, I'm going with Batman all day. Um, all day. If you haven't played the Batman games. Oh, man, get after you it. You really, they, I feel like they would age very well, even the older ones. Oh, I guarantee you they will. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see how they couldn't. Um, I, I have Grand Theft Auto versus the Batman series. And we talk about like the open world games. Grand Theft Auto has done a much better job of like opening up the entire world oh, yeah. to where you can access anything and do anything within the game. Batman, those Batman games did that, but like you said, like on a much, much more, more restricted, basis. limited basis, but it still gave you the freedom to be able to climb on buildings, fly around, not follow the story the whole the whole time, you know, because most games it was just like you played the game and that was it. This did open it up to where you could just fly around and do other things, um, and then follow the storyline when you felt necessary. Grand Theft Auto is way better at you just you could literally wait waste like weeks of time to just drive cars around, right, or steal a plane, uh, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I love that about Grand Theft Auto, but it doesn't hold a candle to Batman in my eyes. Nope. I mean, those games are just so much better. And I just really love Batman. Yep. I don't know if anybody knows that or not, but <laughs> that is an easy winner for me. So I pick Batman. Sweet. So in the Sweet 16, I'll have GoldenEye versus Batman. As will I. GoldenEye versus Batman. Ooh, coming together. I know. That's one of going to be one of the only Dangerous. ones. Dangerous. All right, going down, I have Halo versus Spider-Man. Um, more difficult than any of the other matchups for me. Um, obviously, huge fan of Halo, um, playing that multiplayer in college mostly, mm -hmm. but I've played pretty much all of them. Uh, but for me, Spider-Man is where my heart is at. Um, I loved some of those games. Um, the Spider-Man, I think it was Spider-Man 3, is the one I'm thinking of that's really open world and you're just swinging around New York oh, yeah. and it's got all the little, uh, all the comic book characters. They bring everybody in. Um, I know Halo is like a huge universe. It is, very big. But I don't feel like I've gotten into it as much. So for me, I dream of swinging around <laughs> like Spider-Man and yeah. you get to do that in this game. You so, do. And I haven't even played the new ones, which... Everybody says they're I know, amazing. Because it's PlayStation. It's I just, all Sony stuff. I just got um, from my, my, my wife's cousin mm -hmm. a PS4. He let me borrow his PS4 and, they, and that game. So I haven't oh got it gosh. at my house yet. But Oh, you need to just not plant and not worry about planting I'm, season. I'm not even going to put it in my house for at least two months. Oh, my gosh. This weekend, it's supposed to rain like all weekend long. That's a good point. Like all weekend. Yeah. What else do you have to do? You have no other obligations in life besides farming. You know what, Jerry? You're right. <laughs> I know I am. I have Halo and Spider-Man as well. So I am the opposite of you as to where I have not played very many Spider-Man games. I have played some, and I do like them. Um, but this is just a no-brainer for me. Halo is where it's at. It is an enormous franchise. I did get deep into it. I have played all the games all the games is is I've watched some movies, and I love Halo. It's an easy winner over Spider Man for me. Fair enough. It is fair enough, Chris. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because you've belittled me so bad oh, on I've, some of these yeah, picks, I will continue and to. I can't wait until we get to them. I mean, that's probably the right call there, but 
I would think if either one of us have played the new Spider-Man games, I bet you it wouldn't even be close. Mm. I don't know. I think it would still definitely be close. I'm just not a first-person shooter person. You know, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, well, it is mine. All right, next one down, I have Resident Evil series versus Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um. Yeah, my matchups just keep, keep getting harder because I have a very fond spot for both of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pick Star Wars because I feel like that game was kind of a turning point. For you for, as a man? No, as far as like... Your prepubescent era? I think it was the first one of those types of games I played. Probably, yeah, and I, it was it probably was in the Star Wars universe, which also blew my mind. Uh, but Resident Evil, man, I spent a lot of time playing a lot of those games, a lot of nostalgic value, but also like Resident Evil 5, loved that game. Um, I think ultimately, though, I gotta go with Knights of the Old Republic, really. Yep, boy, I didn't, I didn't think you'd pick that. Oh, what just happened? Okay, I didn't think you'd pick that at all. Yep, I'm gonna go with Knights of the Old Republic. Uh Top, David Seedentop just said Grand Theft Auto 3 is a top five game ever. That's the one I've played the most out of any Grand Theft Auto. I've never played five. I would say he's accurate in that. I, I think five has surpassed. I played what Vice Theft, City a lot. Yeah, a lot of people did. But I think Grand Theft Auto 5 has surpassed what Grand Theft Auto 3 was. Oh, I think so too. Uh by far, because I think it's like the greatest selling game of all time. Um, but in my book, Batman's still better than that. Oh, your so. wife said, I see where my beer went. My heart was just crushed when I opened the garage fridge. Ugh, sorry <laughs> about that. I didn't think you'd watch. <laughs> That's the only reason she chimed into this right now is just to tell me that. I guarantee you. Anyway, um, so my matchup is Tony Hawk versus Tom Clancy games. Completely different than yours. Both picks are different than How yours. How about it? Um, and, I mean, I played a crap load of Tony Hawk so much on my PlayStation, sitting in my bunk bed, and just staring, like, till my eyes bled, doing kick flips, indie grinds, you know. Oh, yeah. All those kind of things. Love that game. 720s, 900s. I was pulling off 900s before Tony Hawk pulled off a 900, you know? Like, that's how good I was. 1080s? P. 1080p. Yeah, it was in really good definition. Um, Tom Clancy games, You, I might as well call this Splinter Cell because that's all I'm going off of is Splinter Cell. I've played Ghost Recon and a couple that's other games. It's crazy to me because Rainbow Six was definitely the one I played the most. Rainbow Six, yeah. I didn't play I Rainbow that, Six like, very much. I team combat os- I liked Ghost Recon better than Rainbow Six. Really? Oh yeah, it, that was a team aspect like, too. I, th- I would think you had you would, squads and yeah. platoons, and like you could boss people around and tell them to go like flank over here, bounding Overwatch, like that kind of stuff. But Splinter Cell was where it's at for me. Like I am absolutely in love with Splinter Cell, and that's why I'm going Tom Clancy games over Tony Hawk. Wow! Because Spl- I've read all the books of Splinter Cell. Sam Fisher is my man. He knows Krav Maga. You know, and he's splitting heads and sneaking around. He's like a super sleuth. I love him. Tom Clancy games. That's it for the East, for the Sweet 16. I'm going to have Goldeneye versus Batman, Arkham, and I'm going to have Spider Man games versus Knights of the Old Republic. I've got Goldeneye versus Batman, 
And I've got Halo versus Tom Clancy. There we go. Uh, let's move it on down. Move it on down. To funky town. Uh, I have Doom versus Civilization. Um, I don't really know where to go on this one, to be honest, because um, I feel like I'm not like, in love with either of those games. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I really don't like either one of those games. Not and I don't I, know why I picked them. It's not, it's not that I don't <laughs> like them, but... Um, Just haven't spent a lot of time with them. I mean, I think I'm going to go with Civilization because... I just like that genre of game more. I mean, I feel like Doom... I haven't played the newer, the newest Doom game. No, neither So I. a lot of that's given cred to a game I loved when I was a kid. Where creds do. Yeah. And I, I love that game as a kid. But let's be honest. I mean, it, there's not a lot of replay value there. No. So Civilization, I, I would play today. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I have it on this computer in front of me. I would play it right now if we weren't podcasting. So I will go with that. It's just, it's upsetting to me because there's so many games that didn't make it out of the first round that I, <laughs> I know picked that you would way pick... better over that but i know it's hard but this is the way it works chris you know the upsets happen that's right Look at gonzaga they're just getting slammed by baylor are they i don't know you have no idea nope oh. <laughs> i don't even know who's in the final four well that's championship over it's over now it. baylor is the champion for the ncaa and gonzaga was undefeated for the entire season they just beat Literally everyone until they got to the NCAA championship, and a little Christian school called Baylor came in and beat them. Good, it was unreal. I don't like Gonzaga. No, I just don't like them because it sounds weird. Yeah, <laughs> like who names a school that? And I think they're from like the Pacific Northwest, aren't they? I literally have no idea. I think they're from like Washington State. I don't need it. Ugh, it just rains all the time. Yeah, no good. You've been out that way. I thought you liked it. I do. I've been out there a lot, actually. (laughs) You're like, the trees are just amazing. The Pacific Northwest is amazing. It really is. It's beautiful. But just uh, stay away from Portland. I like Portland. Portland's great. Portland's okay. It's just, they could do some things better. Well, yeah, but it's a fine place to visit. Oh, yeah. As long as you're not in, like, the Chaz. (laughs) Yes, don't go to the Chaz. (laughs) That bookstore. What's the bookstore called? Powell's. Powell's bookstore. It's like a whole block and it's, it's great. I got three a, stories. That's the water bottle I use by my bed every night. And it's a it's a green Powell's thing and it's yeah. like glows in the dark. And it's got the names of all like the most famous science sci fi authors. Really? It, as like the as like the measuring lines. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I thought it was insane that you had sent me pictures Spokane, of this. David told us. See, I was right, Washington. Yeah. You were right. Anyway. You had sent me pictures of this bookstore, of the stairs and everything about it, and you're like, this is incredible. I've never seen this. Like, it's, it's huge. You told me all about it. I was like, man, that's awesome. And I just, I knew, like, there's no way I'm going to be, I'll never go to this place. And then, no joke, it was like two weeks later, I, had, I signed up for some training that the Corps of Engineers was offering in Portland, Oregon, and then I go to the exact same bookstore like three weeks later. <laughs> I was like, this is unreal. And then and I remember taking pictures and send it to, sending it to you. Did you go to Voodoo Donuts? I did. Did you know? It's um, more of a novelty than It wasn't that good. great, honestly. Yeah, but I was surprised to see at Universal Studios, at Universal City Walk, they have a Voodoo Donuts. They do? Yep. 
Interesting. Yeah. It, it's just, it's more of a novelty than. Yeah, I don't need. Donuts. I don't need to eat Captain Crunch on top of my donut. No, Morris Bakery, better. I'm in for that. Yeah. Snarf recommends Morris Bakery. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so my matchup is different than Chris's a little bit, and I have Un- Uncharted versus Civilization. Uh, two very different games. Oh, yeah. They're not similar at all, just kind of like Doom and Civilization. Um, yeah, Civilization, I, can, I could play that all day long, every day. Um, it is a very good game. Uncharted is a game that is way more intense, way more suspenseful. There's like more on the line. Is that okay? So I haven't played Uncharted. Is it you haven't? No, I've I've never had a PlayStation. That's silly. PlayStation three or four. Um, See, I had a three. That's where I. What's the? What is the idea of that game? What do you mean? You're like an explorer dude, right? Yeah, like an Indiana Jones type character. Yes. Um, with a companion who are, are you shooting people yeah are you solving puzzles both are you running yes all of that it's like an adventure game okay i i want i need to play this game it's it seems like it's right in my wheelhouse I, it wholeheartedly is and i believe but it is first person it's like a first person game really oh yeah like you are dealing with a lot of different things with this one guy and you're so are you shooting a lot of people you can. Don't have to. <laughs> okay. You know, like you get to choose a lot of things. Like it's not necessarily where it, you get into a scenario where you're just shooting everyone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not. It's, it's not, not Gears first, of War. No, it's not like that at all. There's a lot of different aspects. I, I, would, I would say it's closer to like a Tomb Raider. Okay. Because of the, the puzzle solving aspect and then different things you have to do. But for me, I'm picking Uncharted over Civilization because it gets my blood pumping, you know? Yeah. Where Civ, it's just like, I need to get a better sanitary system in Rome right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like my peep, the poop is piling up. Yeah. That's not suspenseful at all. No. Um, all right. So my next matchup is Legend of Zelda versus Madden. Now there is a matchup that I've spent a lot of time it, yes. playing both games. Um, I do love Madden for the aspect of it's the best game to play with another human being. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's the best, but it's up there. I mean, Tiger Woods is up there. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely up there. Yeah. I haven't played Madden in a long time. Um, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't see myself probably ever playing it again. It feels very much like a bachelor game you know what i mean madden yeah i don't know i don't what? know like you play it with your buddies you know you've never played a season on your own or oh, created yeah. a franchise Did it all I mean, the time i don't know why you gotta have buddies for that i guess you're right <laughs> um but okay. uh, let's be honest here i'm a big fan of zelda yeah right i'm I a know. big fan of breath of wild i'm a big fan of we all know what's coming ocarina of time majora's mass there's just too much there's too much good stuff in that franchise i'm going with legend of zelda all day long yeah we know for the win we knew it did you know i didn't pick zelda in the beginning i i know that (laughs) okay i'm just saying i like zelda it's great great game he was a great guy zelda uh (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to like start screaming. About no, that. I'm not going to scream. 
Um, okay, well, I didn't. I have Guitar Hero versus Call of Duty. Ooh. Either way, you're going to make a lot of people angry. I know, because there are certain people that have picked certain games that are going the distance, and it's in this matchup. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm and I didn't to see what you're going to pick here. I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't. I saw this matchup when when I made it. Um, I've thought about it a little bit, and I have no idea what I should do. I don't know what the right choice is. Call of Duty. But you have to pick. I know I do. I know. Give me a minute, Chris. Don't rush me. Um, this is like a, it's affecting me. I see that. Like deep down. You look a little verklempt. I am a little bit. Call of Duty is my jam. Um, Guitar Hero is my jam. Literal jam. Sesh. Felt like a real rock star, you know? I lived in a little bubble where I was a real rock star. Yeah. But then again, I joined the army, and I was like, I could be a war hero. Went to war. Wasn't really a hero, but I played a game. Made me feel like that. <laughs> and but I played a game. I went to the. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to the base. I ate Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Took the bucket, put it on my head. <laughs> the funny part about this is like when I say, you know, Call of Duty, you could be a war hero. Then I joined the army, and I went to war. But, and, played, <laughs> and I played Guitar Hero during the war. Like, I did that all the time. Had a lot of good nights staying up late, playing Call of Duty with a lot of buds, you know? Like, with my headset on, being a nerd, sitting Indian style in my chair. Yeah. Um, two in the morning, you know, playing the Rust map in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Got to pick. I know. Damn it, Chris. This is a stupid pick. <laughs> I'm going to blow people away with this, but I'm going to go with Guitar Hero. No. I am. I know. So. I have played more Guitar Hero than I think I ever did of Call of Duty. And to this day, I wish I would have kept every single guitar and I wish I would have kept the games. I know. I'm, I just. I'm super mad I didn't keep mine either. I want it. I like want it back in my life the more I talk about it. Because I did. If I could be anything in life, it would be like a phenomenal musician. Really? I am awful at all instruments. I can't sing worth a crap. Go to our Patreon. You'll find that out. Um, yes, if I could be anything, it'd be a great musician. I want to be a rock star. Whoa. I do. I want to be a rock star. Yeah, just like Nickelback. Yeah, just like Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly who I want to be. I I would be them. Canadians on top of a roof with the wind blowing in your hair. Yeah. Everybody says they don't like Nickelback, but everybody jams out to the Nickelback songs. Alone, of course. <laughs> but if it's played at a party, everybody's like, ooh, you're playing Nickelback? And then you go to the other room and you're like, want to be a rock star? Like, yeah, Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger. <laughs> Lead singer. Um, guitar Hero I, I, is my guitar winner. Guitar Hero for you. So I have Civilization versus Zelda. And you have Uncharted versus Guitar Hero. All right. All right, all right, all right. Next matchup for me is Medal of Honor versus Mass Effect. Um, <laughs> I think we both waxed poetic about Medal of Honor last week. We did. Um, but for me, this is pretty easy. Uh, while I do love killing some Nazis mm -hmm. with an M1 Grand. 
killing a nut. Am I saying that right? M1 Garand? Yeah, absolutely. And you shoot five rounds and then a ping bayonet on the end. Oh, yeah. Fixed um, bayonets, bro. It's a fun, fun game, but Mass Effect is where it's at for me. I played a lot of that game, love that game, uh, deep into the story. I love the story aspect of games. That's why I picked Knights of the Old Republic. That's why I'm picking Mass Effect. Very similar. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Probably the same developer, I believe. They're both uh, Ubisoft. No. Is it Bioware? Bioware, yeah. Something like that. I'm going with Mass Effect all day. I don't know how this is not a movie yet. It absolutely should be. Yeah, it absolutely Uh, should be. It's one of the most cinematic games I've ever played. So I also have Medal of Honor versus Mass Effect. Ooh. And yeah, uh, Medal of Honor series. Uh, Huge nostalgia there. Again, sitting in my bunk bed, killing Nazis, blowing up rail guns, finding the dossier. You know, like a lot of dossiers involved. A lot of dossiers. (laughs) Like so many dossiers. I don't understand why they... Why did the German army carry around so many dossiers? That's a French thing. That's not German. That's not what a dossier was. You got it from your side. <laughs> it was a joke. The German, the French. Yeah, you got it from your guys and unfolded it. And you're like, oh, I got to kill this man. I got to find this thing. I got to go this place. And in pursuit of killing this one guy, I'm going to kill the entire German army. Yeah. Because that's basically what happens. Of course it is. You blow up one bridge. They can't. They go. They go down. Yeah, they can't. You know. Speaking of Medal of Honor, Berlin. I I watched uh, about half of Saving Private Ryan. It's on. It's on Netflix right now. I know. And uh, I, I I haven't seen it in such a long time. I I have like no memory of it. It stands up. Oh my god! It holds up. Good. It holds up. That beach scene is intense. Horrifying. Yes. I was just sitting there, like people should be forced. To watch that movie every year, think like of, children in school should be forced to watch it every year. I think so. Like high school students, all I was to thinking about that. when I'm watching that is like, oh my god, like this was real. Yeah, people did this, like real people. And now people do what they do. You know, now people <laughs> <I> suck. <know. laughs> people have no Not understanding. All people, mind you, but and, and also mind you, you look this at all was the whiny little bitches, and then you watch that, and you're like, what? But this was literally the case of countries trying to take over the world. They were literally going to come and take your home away. They were going to kill everyone. They were going to make it the way they wanted it to. And we had to do this. This wasn't like a political war by any means. This was definitely a political war. Well, I mean... Big time. Our entry into that war was all political. What I'm saying is, it's like it wasn't a war that was brought on to the country saying, like, we're looking for weapons of mass destruction or, you know what I mean? Like, nobody knows if that was true. There was no weapons of mass destruction ever found, which created the whole wars in Iraq. Right. And all of that stuff. This was literally a man that was storming through every country in Europe, taking them over and saying we're going to eradicate a certain person and we're also going to just like just storm through you like take over this take over that japan came over here attacked us first you know blew up a lot of things killed a lot of people kind of forced our hand a little bit because the united states was sitting back there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that think that was like an inside job come on 
Just saying. Come on. Like it was, it was like a. It was a different world then. Oh yeah. And this war was different than it was the last war that was really like that. I mean, I guess it wasn't the last one. Korean war War was like that too. Um, Wind talkers. Vietnam was bad as well. It was a different scenario, but either way, people need to understand like what happened during that war because it was insane. Yeah. It's like insane. Yeah. And Saving Private Ryan depicts it really well. That's and why it's my number one war movie. Now, Go back and listen to that episode. And listen to uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast. I haven't ever heard. I haven't ever listened to it. He doesn't, he doesn't do one on World War II, I don't think, but he has one on World War I, and it's amazing. Really? But it's not free anymore. You have to. It's behind a paywall. That's why he's not getting the listens. Well, he's got ones that are free, but that one's not. Oh, but it's worth paying for. Does he like rotate them in and out? No, I don't think so. Mm. It's you probably pulled it off to pay for it because it's like the best podcast I've ever listened to. For just World War One, yeah, that story. Yeah. Anyway, make your pick. Hey, Vic. Oh, hey, I hey, forgot. Hey. Yeah, Medal of Honor <laughs> versus Mass Effect. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Medal of Honor. Um, I didn't. I, I've played Mass Effect quite a bit, I guess, but uh, it doesn't. I don't know. Medal of Honor is where it's at for me. I absolutely love those games. Fair enough. So eat it. All right. Going down, we got Donkey Kong versus MLB games. I have the same really? bracket. Same Donkey thing. Kong versus MLB. Uh, let's just go right there and say M. <laughs> yeah. L. B. I just literally did the same thing. I looked at it. I was like, oh, I have the same thing. And I wrote down MLB. Because yeah. I mean, come on. It's a, I mean, I'm not even a huge fan of Donkey Kong, to be honest. No, um, I'm not either. But the, it just beat Contra. So. Yeah. Uh, but the MLB games, again. To be honest, you could Since I was a kid, I've been playing those like bases loaded all the way up until um, the show. Yeah, MLB the show. MLB 2K is where it's at. I didn't play 2K. I played this and you call yourself an Xbox guy. MLB series. You're like, like, I never had PlayStation, but I've only played the show. Well, I had a PS2. So that was the last no. time you played any MLB games? I haven't. That wasn't the last. I didn't only play the show. I mostly played the MLB series like from, um, it was like 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. It was just MLB. But nothing after that? Like when you were an adult? Nope. I don't Man. play a lot of games anymore. And when well, I, do, I don't at all. I play like basically Fallout type games but, or Mass Effect type games. Man, right after I got married and I was we didn't have any kids, I was playing MLB all the time. Every year I'd buy the new game, I'd start a new franchise, I would create my own player, I'd hit dingers, you know. Kyle said the show's coming to Xbox now and I'm super excited. I'll get it. Ooh, if that comes out to Xbox. I did I'll not get it. know that. Um, I need to get a new one. All right, that's it for the West. I have Civilization versus Zelda versus Mass and Mass Effect versus MLB in the Sweet 16. And I have Uncharted versus Guitar Hero and Medal of Honor versus MLB. Nice. Yeah. That's a those are good games. Those are good games. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that bracket. On the top right south bracket, I have Star Wars games. Versus Metal Gear games, mm. um, really the only one of which that I've significantly played is Metal Gear Solid, which I loved. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but I've played like a million Star Wars games. So it's right. not really fair. Um, and some mm-hmm. of my favorite games of all times are Star Wars games. So it's definitely, definitely Star Wars for me. Uh, my bracket is completely different. I've got Tiger Woods games versus uh, Twisted Metal. It's uh, Kyle said it's going to be free on Xbox as well. Oh, if you have Game Pass. Then it's not free if you have Game Pass. you got to pay for that. Is that a yearly subscription? Yeah. Well, but it's a yearly thing, so it's not like oh, it's buying like a, a game. It's like a monthly subscription. It's like Netflix for games. Oh. Yeah. Well, but if you use a lot of games in that month, yeah, but... it would significantly decrease the price. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, Twisted, yeah, so I have Tiger Woods versus Twisted Metal. Um, this is an easy pick for me. I played a lot of Twisted Metal, and I do love it, uh, but I've played a lot more Tiger Woods and had a lot more fun. With Tiger Woods than anything else, that's my pick. Tiger Woods. Tiger yeah. Woods into the Sweet Sixteen. Doesn't, we should be playing these games me. now that they're online. We could be playing each other in Tiger Woods. Yeah, we could be, and you could be losing every day. I would never lose to you <laughs> in any game ever. Trust me. Oh, you're gonna get clobbered. In Tiger you're just Woods. not like even a real gamer by any measure. No, and I'm not. No, I would agree with that. But Tiger Woods, man, I'll dominate. No, you wouldn't even be close. It would be. All right, so then I have Street Fighter versus Dragon Age. Um, you know, I I was just watching a show. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it later and what I'm watching. But they're playing the new Street Fighter game in it. Looks amazing, by the way. I didn't even, I didn't know, even there know there was, there was one. Yeah, I didn't even know but there was But there is, new. and it looks incredible, and I want to get it. Uh, but for me, Dragon Age is one of my favorite franchises, um, again, very much like Mass Effect and Knights of the Old Republic. Probably the same developer. Pretty sure it is. Probably is. Um, love that series of games. Yep. Really in-depth, but also extremely story-based. Um, and that's the thing about these games is I wouldn't say they're necessarily challenging in their gameplay all that much. Mm-hmm. It's more about the, the story. They're very cinematic. It's more about the heart. Yeah, that's right. Although Dragon Age has some hard parts to it. I'm going to go with Dragon Age for sure. Uh, I've got Sonic the Hedgehog versus Dragon Age. And this kind of seems silly. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, even Street Fighter kind of seems silly. silly. Uh, I mean, yeah, Sonic is great. You know, I love the... Going around the circle, you know, like you're spin balling like he does super fast like that you know and then you get to a point i played a lot of sonic on uh sega game gear game gear was where it was at man i loved it never had one you didn't oh my gosh it was life-changing it was then i dropped it down the stairs it tumbled like i only know i only ever knew one person that had a game gear now you know two now i know two it was the best thing i've ever had gaming system wise and I had a Rampage. Oh, I love that Rampage. But I only ever played the one for Nintendo, like the old one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Rampage was so great with the dinosaurs and stuff that you fought each other. Oh, that's not the game. That's isn't, not, that, no. isn't that what that is? Primal Rage. Oh, that's what... Primal Rage, yeah. Rampage was a game for Nintendo where you were like either King Kong... King Kong, ...or yeah. some other dude, and you'd I, climb up buildings. They made a movie with the rock yes. a couple years so ago. So I did have that game though. I did have Rampage on Game Gear, but I was thinking of Primal Rage. 
Yeah. That was such a great game. It was like a one-on-one dinosaur fighting game. Yeah, it was like a Mortal Kombat for dinosaurs. Did you have Clay Fighters? Remember that game? No, I didn't have it. I, I remember it, but I didn't have it. Uh, anyway. Did you have Toe Jam and Earl? I did. I did have Toe Jam and Earl. I also had a lot of uh, Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Loved Earthworm Jim. Love that game. Still have it. So Dragon Age, obviously, is my pick. It's just a far, far better game. More, You can invest a lot more time. You get more out of it. Just so much better than Sonic. Yeah. But the movies, I tell you what, Sonic movies, Jim Carrey's great. But if they made a Dragon Age movie, that would be the shit. I mean, yeah. They kind of did Game of Thrones. It would far surpass Game of Thrones if oh, they made yes. an actual Dragon Age It would movie. be like Witcher. Yes, it would, it would be, be very similar. Yep. If you could get a guy like Henry Cavill to be your lead. Yeah. What a handsome man. That chiseled jawline. I mean, that barren chest, sword play. Great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, next round for me, I have Fallout versus Final Fantasy. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is pretty easy. Fallout is my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, series of games. I believe it is your favorite. Uh, love Final Fantasy VII. Transformative life experience for me. Really? Um, Would you say it made you the man you are today? For sure. Definitely. Wow. It was, wow. It was very much... Uh, responsible for my love of like storytelling fallout was no responsible final fantasy oh final fantasy i thought you said fallout was responsible for your storytelling i mean it was it was definitely like a a bump on the road of that road you know what i mean makes sense it's not the right that's not the right right metaphor at all that's fine um it definitely contributed yeah for sure because it is because you it's a huge story, story and you get really sucked into it and you're really engaged in it. I can't really I mean it was it's that time of life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Final Fantasy Seven, you know, it's a big deal. You're right. But I'm going with Fallout for sure. I love Fallout. Wow. It's amazing. That's a hard pick. No, it's not hard for me. Fallout. I thought it would have been a hard pick for love you. Love Fallout, man. I also like great story. Well, Fallout's interesting is because it? the story's good, but you never is really it? know that much about the character. No, you know nothing about them. Right. It is. It's, it's a, really strange. It's like they make it a blank slate on purpose because they want you to you feel d- like you are that character. That makes sense. You're creating your own character because you're choosing what they do, how they act. Like, like you know what I mean? Like you're you're choosing their life. Yeah. Hmm. I don't want your, your life. life. I have Fallout versus Red Dead Redemption games. Ooh, that's difficult. Um, it's not for me. I haven't played a lot of Fallout. I played Fallout New Vegas. I played Fallout 3. Is there a 3? Yeah. Yeah, I played that game. You should play Fallout 4. Really? Yeah. I just found it very hard to get into it because it was like so bare bones when you first start. It takes a lot. It does, and I just... You start with no weapons. Basically. Why did you? Why did you get so invested in something that you have nothing? Like you don't even know where to go. You don't know what to do. There's like nothing that tells you anything. That's what I love about it. It's a true open world. Like it just plops you in the middle of a universe, and then and it's you like, have to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm needy. 
and I need explanation. I need tutorials. Whereas Red Dead is completely different. It's way more story based. Very story based, but very open world. But I, yeah, I'm, but in Fallout, it's like, okay, you're in this apocalyptic world. You very much feel like you're inhabiting this world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of that whole character is like a non function. I yeah, guess. I would agree. And then there's all these factions that you come across, and mm-hmm. you're like, wh- who do you want to join? Like, what path do you want to take? Fallout 4, I played, there was, you could join one of like four different factions in the game, and each one had a completely different game story. Different ending, different everything. So, you know, you save at the right time, so then when it comes time to make that critical decision, you can go back and play it the other way. Wow. Yeah. That's... You've just never played them that long. No, I haven't. I I don't have that much playtime in any of these games because it just seemed so overwhelming to me like there's just so much to do they are um so in that aspect i have to go red dead because i have played both or all three red dead games uh red dead revolver the red dead redemption the first one and red dead redemption 2 tearjerker ending um i gotta go i gotta go with red dead that's fine i get it yeah, I mean that's not a bad pick by any means. It just if I would have played more Fallout, I I maybe I would pick that. I don't know, but I really haven't. I just haven't devoted the time because I'm busy and have obligations and had to like create a life for myself whereas you just, you know, do what you want. Yeah. So uh my next matchup is Assassin's Creed versus Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I just read a story about that yell right there, where you just yelled Mortal Kombat. A guy named Kyle Wyatt, he's an actor, he's been in a bunch of movies and stuff. When he was early on in his career, they asked him to do a voice thing, and it was just to yell that. They didn't know what it was going to be for. They're like, There's, we're going to pay you for this gig. Like, can you just yell uh, Mortal Kombat? And they're like, He's like, Yeah. He said it took like three takes. Yelled Mortal Kombat, and then he left. And he didn't know for years later, till early 2000s, because he had no, paid no attention to the Mortal Kombat franchise whatsoever, that his yell of Mortal Kombat was being used in anything. It was used in the movie and multiple games after that. And he just recently found out, like in 2011, <laughs> that his yell of Mortal Kombat was his voice. And he's credited like for all of that stuff. And then he looked back, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, I remember doing that, but, and he went into IMDb and it says Kyle Wyatt, you know, the voice of that thing. It's really interesting. Like that this man was so oblivious to what he had done and that it literally carried through all of a franchise. That's crazy. Um, and he gets no royal royalties for that. It was like a one-time. Well, he's not going to get much credit from me here either because I am 100% going with Assassin's Creed. Assassins? Assassins. Um, I love Mortal Kombat so much. I've been playing it a lot. I'm still playing Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch at night sometimes. Just diving deep, throwing some Cyrax around. Love Cyrax. He's my favorite. Um, I also love Scorpion. And Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> smoke is where it's at, though. What about Noob Saibot? Noob Saibot's awesome as well. He's really cool in the Mortal Kombat 11. Like, Really cool guy, but yeah, you got to give it to it. Assassins, 
Yeah. Uh, that's just a far better franchise. When great it comes stories, to, great games. It's very cinematic. And what you do, yeah. like what you do in those games, is just beyond what you're ever going to do in Mortal Kombat. And I've been playing the storyline of Mortal Kombat 11, and I'm actually kind of blown away. It's been very, very good. It's, it's very like, uh, but cut, it's still cut just single, single combat. That's right? yes, yes, it is. But the cutscenes that you watch and like the it is watching a movie basically they're showing the whole storyline and then all of a sudden you meet somebody and then you fight them that's what the single player is i like it though it's really really fun but man i don't know black flag is where it's at i love sailing ships around and being a pirate and the one that's in the american revolution i love that one absolutely the american revolution is incredible i think it's assassin's creed 2 and that's the one where you can like buy you can start like a town right and you can buy like stuff in the city yes that's great too. It it's a far better franchise. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. I want to play the new ones. They need to make a better movie. They did make I a movie. I never watched it with Michael Fassbender. Right? It's not good. No. It doesn't live up to what the games are. No. I was kind of wanting to watch them. Um I would tell you to watch it, but it No, nope, I will be never disa- watch it now because <laughs> you're going to be disappointed. I'll never watch it. Uh, you will never get this. Uh, that is the South for me. I got Star Wars games versus Dragon Age versus Fallout versus Assassin's Creed. What a bracket. Wow. Sweet 16. I can't even, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do. I've got Tiger, Wo- Tiger Woods versus Dragon Age and Red Dead Redemption versus Assassins. Uh, next, we got the Midwest bracket, and I have <laughs> uh, Super Mario. Super Mario. This is the one that just blows your lid. Oh, yeah, it pisses me <laughs> off. Uh, I have Super Mario versus Fable. Um, that's very difficult to me as well because Super Mario is like you get the nostalgia, but I've also played the new games, right. and they're awesome. Like Super Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. it's a great game. It is, very good. Um, and I just finished 3D World. That's a super fun game. Fable, I absolutely loved. Um, I don't know... I'm just going to go with my gut here. I'm going to go with Fable, the Fable series. Okay. I really loved those games. And again, it's it's down to that whole thing. It's that style of game. Yeah, you have to go with what... You got to go with your gut. It's that style of game that's very similar to Mass Effect and um, Assassin's Creed. It's not... It, it's more like... I don't know. It's it's very, very interesting game. It's super fun. I got really sucked into it. I wish they would make more. Um, it was groundbreaking as a game. I mean, Super Mario, I want to give it credit, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a kid's game. Right. So I'm going with Fable. Um, so I have a way different bra- bracket than you right here. I have Spyro the Dragon versus Super Smash Brothers. Ooh. Like... I love Super Smash. I love Spyro. Um, I've been playing Super Smash Brothers a lot on the Switch. Uh, me and the boys play it a lot. It is. It's been around since the old uh, GameCube days. You know, I played a lot on the GameCube with my brother, and it was great. It was a great game. Spyro is a game that I played a ton on PlayStation. Every single game that came out on PlayStation when I was a kid, I played that at my aunt's house because my cousin had it. And then that's when I started getting it for myself at home. And it was a game. It's probably the first game ever 
that I literally played, you know, beat the games, and then I also went back and and did every single thing in the game, like got every coin or every ring or whatever you had to get, or uh, it was like a gem actually and rings. In, of every level. Like I completed 100% of every game. And that's why I know you think it's silly that I picked it over Mario Brothers. But I did. I put, I put so much time into those games. I loved flying around as this just happy little purple dragon. <laughs> I really did. And I'm going to pick it over Super Smash Brothers because there's just not much to no, Smash. It's just a, you know? it's so, a simple fighting game. Spyro much better puzzle like adventure game as a dragon love it there you go did you watch the skylanders cartoon no on netflix no not in the slightest because spyro's a big part of that really yeah he's part of the skylanders that's that all spawned off of spyro didn't know that yeah my my kids were obsessed with it that's why i've seen like every episode oh man yeah. i'm gonna have to watch some of it i mean just it's to see spyro very kids show but it yeah I love kids show. spyro's the main character i didn't know that i didn't know that skylanders was anything about spyro yeah never even looked into it none of my kids have ever watched an episode of it my kids have never played the game because we did like the disney infinity thing instead but um I've just always loved flying things around or like controlling like ships or cars or, you know, like planes, something like that, where you're flying and controlling something other than just a character walking and flying a dragon around. Oh, you'd love Breath of Wild Dash. Zelda. Really? Yeah. He's got a parasail. Fly around all the time. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Is this a new game or? I'm, <laughs> I'm done talking to you. Uh, my next one, uh, we're going to speed up. We're at an hour already. Uh, Skyrim versus Warcraft. Wow. I have the same bracket. That couldn't Spire, have ended. Uh, Skyrim versus Warcraft. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I absolutely love Skyrim. But. What? But I spent a super amount of time playing Warcraft. And I love that genre, that RTS real time strategy genre, but you never played the computer game like the War World of Warcraft. No, I'm anything. talking about the old Warcraft games where I know. you're chopping down trees. I know, I played that a lot too. Loving that. that a lot. Too. Love that. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with Skyrim. I was gonna say you're an absolute idiot, and this is the one I was gonna yell at you about. I was hoping you picked Warcraft <laughs> so that I could just scream at you because I'm not. I have the same matchup. There is no competition here between Warcraft and Skyrim. Skyrim, you could literally get divorced over Skyrim because it just encompasses your life. You know, with, if you have an Oculus Quest, you can play it in VR. Are you kidding me? Absolutely you can, yeah. I'll never see the real world again. You have to plug it into a computer. Oh, to like drive it. Yeah. That... Like I said, I would never see the real world again. I would live in the world of Skyrim if, if I ever acquired it. You can. That. You can right now for, for like $300. <laughs> but I just feel like it would ruin my life. Nah. That's the problem. Um, yeah, you have to go Skyrim all day long over Warcraft. All right. Uh, my next matchup here is Age of Empires versus 
Star Wars Flight Games. Star Wars. So like Rogue Squadron, X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Age of Empires 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm going with that for sure. Age of Empires 2. Yeah. Just uh, Age of Empires. So I have Age of Empires versus Star Wars as well. Um, and again, it's like the flight simulator games, the Rogue Squadron, the X-Wing. As much as I like the flight sim games, I mean, they're limited in, in their scope. When I first looked at it, I thought it was like going to be regular Star Wars games versus Age of Empires, and then I realized what it was. Um, yeah, I got to go Age of Empires as well. Uh, those flying games, I loved Rogue Squadron so much. I really did. Uh, yeah, but Age of Empires is where it's at. Yeah, for sure. I love that game. I'd play it right now. You should get it on Steam and we can play it online. I think together. I will do that. Yes, I think that's <laughs> something that's going to happen. Um, next, last matchup, I have The Witcher versus Duke Nukem. Um, well, wow. this, is, this is silly. For me, it's Witcher, definitely. Um, love those oh, games. God's gift to women. Love the Duke Nukem games, but I really have only played a couple, and it was a long time ago. And as fun as they are, so much Duke Nukem. I played a lot too. I mean, that that was so fun. They were so fun when I was a kid. Yeah, but Witcher, I get it. Come on, I understand what the pick's going to be. All right, I have the same bracket: Witcher versus Duke Nukem. I just wanna hype up the fact that Duke Nukem, when I was a kid, why aren't they making them anymore? Greatest game ever. Why aren't they making them anymore? I have no idea. It was so fun. It was strategy, it was puzzle, it was like adventure, it was first person shooter, it was all of it in one. Like I loved those games so much. He was quippy, you know? He was like a like a I don't know, like a, a what Deadpool. do you call him? Like a Yeah, like a Deadpool type char- type character. Like he was. He's just so cool with his glasses and his slick back hair, yellow hair. He was a dude. He was the first um What's that uh, movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Last Action Hero. Yeah. He was like the first action hero in my world. Really? Oh, man, I loved him. <laughs> loved him so much. Okay. But I don't know. Have you seen The Witcher? Have you played The Witcher? <laughs> yeah. Because it's a lot better. Yeah. It's a far better game, and it's a silly matchup. So this bracket is silly, and I hate it because the matchups in the Sweet 16... <sighs> Are going to be tough. Yes. For this bracket, uh, for this side, I have Star Wars versus Dragon Age, Fallout versus Assassin's Creed, Fable versus Skyrim, Age of Empires versus The Witcher. We have similarities here. So I have Tiger Woods versus Dragon Age. I have Red Dead Redemption versus Assassin's Creed, Spyro versus Skyrim, and Age of Empires versus The Witcher. There you go. Wow. Next week, Sweet 16. This is big. We're next rolling through this. Next week's going to be a huge, huge week. This is where the rubber meets I think, the road. I think next week is the biggest matchups of all. For because sure. once you get down to the Elite Eight, you can kind of see like where it's going. And then you get down to the Final Four, and you, you, I mean, most people could guess what was going to be picked. All you know? of my matchups right now... I don't have a question on. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to pick right now. Just, just scanning it. 
So I think it's interesting. I got a couple I don't know. Yeah. I got like two that are a little iffy, but uh, Nolan said you can use Quest for Skyrim wirelessly too if your PC and internet are powerful enough. I almost got Skyrim VR, but went with Half-Life. My PC instead. and or internet are not powerful enough. Um, I can guarantee you that. This PC right here is. That's why I got it. Okay. Can I have it? Yes. Here. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, that's it for this week on Snarf Madness. Uh, oh, man, that was intense. 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 Camping. Get it? No. Camping. <laughs> oh. <laughs> intense. Um, you would never understand that because you've always been, oh, I got a motorhome. I got a camper. Don't have a motorhome. Uh, more, slept in tents pretty much. Most of the time I've been camping. Mm. I've only literally used that motorhome like four times and it's gone. Wow. Four times. <laughs> well, that says a lot, Chris, because I've only ever slept in a tent. You slept in my motorhome. You caught me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you got any news? I do have some news. Oh. So, ooh, news. Uh, just a few little small ones. Um, did you know there was going to be an Into the Spider-Verse 2? I did. Yes. Turns out there's going to be another movie. I think that was... Everybody knew that. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. Um, Into the Spider-Verse 2 will feature a man named Christopher Daniel Barnes. Do you know who he is? No. Christopher Daniel Barnes is set to reprise his voice acting role as the 90s animated Spider-Man. Oh, in no the kidding? Movie. Yeah. That's amazing. You like that? Yeah, I <sighs> love that show. It's one of my favorites. I know. And the voice actor that did that character in the 90s is coming back into those movies. That's He's incredible. Going to do it again. And I saw that little piece of, of information this morning and I thought, man, Chris is really going to enjoy this. So, and they're also doing Spider Man 2099 because they teased him in the first one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, one of my favorite. And I have. Issue number one, still in a wrapper. You do? Yeah. I, I didn't get, know that. I've told you that before. Yeah, it's, but I don't remember what you tell me. Yeah, I got uh, listen. Spider-Man 2099. I got it when I was a little kid at DNS on the spinner rack. Never, and it was in... I, did, it, I didn't know it, And it's part. in the bag. Like, it came in, like, a plastic bag. Yeah. Because it was, like, it's like a gold foil cover. You know, it's like a foil cover. Sure. So it was, like, a high-end book at the time. And I've never taken it out of that bag. You've never even read it? No, no. I mean, I cut open the bag and took it out, but I've always put it back in the bag. So it's still in the bag I got off the spinner rack. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's in perfect condition. I just looked at it the other day. I think I'm going to have it graded because I think it's probably worth something. I think you probably should. I mean, it's not that old. It's from the early 90s. So, I mean, it's not like it's... 30 years old. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm saying it's not like from the 70s or something, or 60s. No, I know, but we're getting to that point. It's probably worth a couple hundred bucks. Listen, when... Miguel O'Hara, that was uh, his name. No, here's the thing. We talk about the 90s the way the people in the 90s talked about the 60s. So, wasn't it... Did you see my post the other day when I said what you think Final Fantasy was 20 years ago? What Final Fantasy was 20 years ago? Yes. That blew my mind. Literally. I know. Because if somebody said to you right now, 
What was Spider uh, Final Fantasy like twenty years ago? That's exactly what you and you'd think it'd be like, like a an eight bit yeah. like type game, yeah, but it's not. No, at all. And what we like when you think back to your like childhood we're so in the nineties, but time is weird. It's a really weird thing because the nineties wasn't that long ago, but yet, but it nineteen ninety one was thirty years ago. That's insane, and. That's, that's what I mean is like when I think back to uh, like 95 watching the Bulls, you know, go crazy. I loved watching the Bulls all the time. I watched the White Sox all the time too. And like I was a kid at that point. But when my, my parents were thinking about the 60s, the yeah, same so, way we're talking so about, about the it. 90s now. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Way to harmonize on yeah. that. Um, that feels like not that long ago, right? Even though it was 21 years ago. It was 21. My point is, in the year 2000, 21 years ago. if somebody said to you, that was 30 years ago, that would mean 1970. Right. 70, right? Yes. 70, yeah. And as a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, mm-hmm. 16 or 17-year-old, in the year 2000... I was 13. Um... I would have thought 1970. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, that's not even on the spectrum of my no, mind. No, that's nothing. And that's what people now that are like 20 years old, they're looking at us. Well, yeah, there are kids that I have, like that I talk to like in a high school youth group that I go to, and they were born, they were born after 9-11, most of them. Yeah. It's like they don't even know that that was a thing. Y2K, they don't even know that was a thing. You, you, talk, about, you talk about 1995 or 1994 when Forrest Gump came out. You know what I mean? Or like whatever happened, anything that happened in the 90s, and they're all like, mm, I don't really know about that. What? We're almost out of our relevancy, right? I mean, like... Oh, no, I'm still very... I'm, I personally am still very relevant. You, <laughs> right. No, you definitely lost your relevancy. Well, culture is set by like people from like 25 to 40, right? 25 to 45. Because that's the point in time when they're like, uh, when I say culture, I mean entertainment culture, right? In the know. Because people, you know, that's when they're in power, getting, you know, yeah, into like powers of position, positions, positions of, of power, power. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about that 18 to 30 or 18 to 25 year old demographic. But really, the people that are making the stuff are in their 30s and 40s. Yeah, absolutely. And the people that are hiring other people are the people that are like in control of companies. You know what I mean? Like managing companies or managing businesses and things like that are of the 30 and above range. Right. Where the 18 to 25-year-olds are the workforce that are entering into those companies. Yeah, not even anymore. Like people don't even go to work until they're like 30 now. Isn't that crazy? What? What? Are people you like don't work. I thought that was a doctor. Like people don't work. <laughs> what? Most kids, if you're going to college, they're in college, and then but you they, get out. I mean, they don't go to work. That's twenty four. You're going to be twenty three, twenty four. Like if you went, you should be to grad school you, when you're out of college. No, I know, but I'm saying like if you had extra schooling, like even extra schooling, you're at twenty four. Yeah, but then they flounder. For years. What do you mean flounder doing what? How, how do you... F- 
I don't understand this. Riding like, the rails. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the open road. Oh, okay. Living by the code. Stick it to the man. Yeah. I'm telling you, people aren't, they aren't getting serious about their lives early enough. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, yeah, it's just, it is really strange seeing like the eyes of the youth hear about stories of the past. And now I feel like my parents, like I remember my parents and my grandparents telling me things of their childhood, well, my, of things, or at my things age, that had happened. Like, like 9-11 was our JFK, right? Like, it's a similar thing. Like when JFK was assassinated, that was a huge thing that happened in the United States. Then nine eleven I mean, happened. Reagan in our was life. shot too. Yeah, but he came back and he made jokes Stronger about it. Stronger than ever. <laughs> he did. And then a balloon popped at one speaking event and he said, Missed me. That's hilarious. You never seen that? Man, no. But Oh yeah, that was a good one. That would have been like a um a weird time, right? To grow up in that 80s era when like all that happened, like the United States was transforming, Reagan was what he was, whatever. And then all of a sudden in the 90s, like you find out like he he comes out and says like, I have Alzheimer's. And then he quickly like deteriorates. That must have been weird to see, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he was very beloved. Mm -hmm. Not by everybody. Of course not. But in this area, I mean, he was definitely popular. Yes. And it was a completely different time frame, like the way we did things. And I feel like it was slower. It was slower. It you know, definitely was. Like slower. everything was so much slower and just better. And that's why I feel like I'm getting to the point where my parents were when I was a kid, which I absolutely am at now, um, where I <laughs> the hear them is- talk about those things. And I was just like, whatever nobody cares about the 70s nobody cares about the early 80s like let's think about now like i was just jamming out to my life at the time you know selfishly because i was a child and now that i think about it it's like (sighs) i get it i get it now i'm talking about like what i did as a child again but it was better it was better and it probably was better your parents child were probably better they had a better life. I think about now and then, the movie Now and Then. You ever watch that? Yeah. That's the way it was when our parents were kids, riding their bikes around, clanging their little bells. You I know, mean, I did that too, though. Drinking. So did you. Well, I know, but they did it in a different capacity. Like we still, we started having technology throughout our childhood. I mean, not really. That not for me. All really. the gaming systems that we are talking about yeah. during this podcast. Yeah. Every single gaming system. Yes. There were video games, but they were very rudimentary for the most part. But it was it, at the time, it wasn't rudimentary. It was changing Like when I think lives. of my childhood, I'm thinking of like up through Sega Genesis. I mean, that was... And I played Sega the other day. It's I'm rudimentary. T- it ain't much. I'm going to tell you that right it's now. It's rudimentary to the way we think now, but at the time it was not. It was the newest console that was better than the next but thing. It, but it wasn't Cutting so good edge. that it just like took over your life. Now they're so good right. that it does. No, I agree. I agree, but it was something that we still did that none of our parents ever did. They didn't true. do anything. They saw t- TVs be created. They had Atari. Not really. Not I had really. an Atari when I was a kid. We had Atari. Yeah. Atari came out when our 
parents were like 20s something. No, not even. It was late 80s, right? Mid 80s. Yeah. So thir- almost 30, you know, <laughs> like, well, my, my mom in, she was born in 57, so she would have been 23. Yeah. My parents were almost 10 older. years older than that. Yeah. So. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, next news article. That was a tangent <clears throat> off of one little thing because I said 90s animated Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to bring it up again. Godzilla vs. Kong. So it's a movie that came out. I loved it. Did breaking you, all the records. Did you watch it? Not yet. So it is breaking a record on HBO Max for their streaming. It's not just that, man. It is dominating. Like it made a lot of money. Did it? I didn't look into the box office. I think stuff. it made like 40, 50 million in the first week. Yeah. It's pretty good for pandemic for, stuff. Yeah. And when you take in the international, I think it's like over $300 million. I would say so because the opening or the opening three day for international was like 127 million. That's what I talked about last week. But this week, uh, for streaming wise on HBO Max, because it also came out on HBO Max the same time it came out in theaters, which is a big deal. It uh, they're claiming that it reached three point six million households. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, when you say three point six million households, let's average that at two people. Let's just say two people watching it, like as an average. You know that doubles that number. So put that in dollars. Then so you take what would that be? So seven point two million people times what? $17 a ticket. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting. I mean, they also came out and said that it drove like a ton of new subscriptions. Well, right. And I'm not taking into consideration that. It could have. Think how much which a, makes sense. a new subscription is worth. Right? So 15 I know, but does a it, month. But it, does that subscription sustain? A bunch of them will. So they, they always give those seven-day free trials. And I'm one of those people that would get a seven-day free trial to watch a movie and cancel it. Very few people do that. Very few. Really? Most people... I thought that was like a normal thing. You know, I would say 25% actually remember to cancel their trial. Uh, 50% might cancel it a couple months later after they've paid twice. Yeah. Um, I see that. You know, the remainder just kind of forget about it. They might... Like a year down the road, they might be like, "Oh, I should cancel that." Hmm. I think I think you'd be surprised. Enough people don't cancel that it makes up for the people that just watch for the seven day trial. Yeah. So anyway, no, it's done very well. Uh, Thirty two million. It's looking like for the domestic um, opening, which is way better than they were expecting. I think they want, were expecting twenty eight million. I think. Yeah, I think that's what you said because I I had said like the literally the opening day was nine point six million, and you're like, oh man, they were hoping for thirty million. Two hundred eighty five million worldwide. It's at forty eight million domestic. It's pretty good pandemic times. Um, I mean, two hundred thirty seven million. This is the first foreign. big box office movie that has came out since the pandemic has I mean, it got blown away by the Chinese release Detective Chinatown 3, which made $686 million. That's a huge series in China, Detective Chinatown. Yes. It's, How do you know that? Oh, I've heard of it, because like, it's a big deal over there. Really? Yeah. 
Um, 680 some million dollars. Uh, hi, mom. What is that? Made $821 million in China. A woman travels back in time to befriend her own mother in an attempt to make her life better. It's a Chinese movie. Wow. These Chinese, man. The Chinese are after That is why Marvel is like in China's pocket. Because they're responsible. You know, because China's like kind of dumping American franchises. Like, there's this whole war going on. I don't know if anybody right. knows yeah, that. I know. No, there is. It's crazy. But Marvel has, like, somehow been able... Disney has somehow been able to escape that by just, just bending sustain. over backwards for China in all parts. So, yeah, it's interesting. China has a lot of people in it. Tom and Jerry made $39 million domestically. That's pretty good. That's crazy. That's I didn't even really, watch it, and now I, it's already off HBO. It is? Yeah. Oh, crap. I wanted to watch it. It's, I watched, I started it and watched a little bit of it. It looked really bad. I'm like, yeah. Oh, really? Even though I, I like that Chloe Mintz, whatever her name is. I have no idea. She's uh, in, she's Hit Girl in Kick Ass. Oh, yeah. She's in it. So is Colin Jost. Oh, he's fine. I like Colin Jost. Um, Grady watched it at Bryce's house and said it was great. Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon made thirty-two million domestically. So, hmm. I mean, Godzilla versus Kong is quite a bit. It's quite above. Yeah, it it's doing what it was meant to do, um, and I think it holds up. I think it's a good monster movie. One that has not done well is Chaos Walking, the new know. one with Daisy Ridley and uh, uh, yeah, Tom Tom Holland. Holland. Anyway, go on. Um, that's all I have on that. So last little bit of news I have is that there is a petition that was put out on the internet, um, dealing with LeVar Burton. Oh yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. We have, but somebody has actually put out a petition to say they want LeVar Burton to host Jeopardy and it is gaining a lot of traction. I'm totally in for it on the internet. And I am 100% into it. When I first saw the article and I first saw like people clamoring on about LeVar Burton uh, getting on Jeopardy, at first I was like, well, you know, like, who cares? Like, not a big deal. Like, I don't know if he'd be a good fit. And then I started thinking back about reading Rainbow. Yeah. And then... Take a look. It's, it's in, in a book. book. Um, reading Rainbow. So I went out of my way and started looking up reading Rainbow stuff on YouTube and watching it back. Good stuff. He is a great storyteller. Very, very much. He's very good at speaking, and I feel like he could be a really good, like Alex Trebek replacement. I think he could. He could do that job very, very well. Like the way he speaks, the way he would phrase questions, the way he would answer them. Like I think he'd be great. And I'm in. Yeah. Like, I need to sign the petition. I'm, I, I said from the beginning, I would I like him in there. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson would be good. He would never do it. but I uh, don't think he'd be as good as Maya Bialik would be good. She would be very good. You're right. Um, I mean, I'd be all in for that. Uh, no, I'm LeVar Burton camp all the way. I Will hope this Wheaton. absolutely That's, happens. He'd be a good one. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Um, yeah. No, for sure. LeVar. I just thought it was crazy that this petition is getting like major traction on the internet and it may actually depict like what's going to happen no, in won't. the future. 
it's going to change our lives. You as still are know it. Originally, when we talked about this, we were both in the camp of Ken Jennings. Are you off that? He's um, had a lot of issues. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're real or not, but he's been like me tooed or something. No. There's stuff going on with Ken Jennings. I didn't know that. Look it up. Uh, Isn't that your job? You're the looker upper. Wait, Aaron Rodgers is going to host it? He did already once. Oh. And then a guy on... Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) A guy on on Jeopardy, like, wrote a question about... Or wrote his answer about something that uh, Aaron Rodgers did in the past about losing a game. Or, like, why did he do a certain thing? Oh, Ken Jennings had insensitive tweets. Stop it. Come on. Toughen up. Who cares about tweets? I don't care. Can you read the question? Is he one of the greatest Jeopardy players of all time? I don't know what he time? tweeted. Or is he the greatest Jeopardy player of all time? Yes. But he, he is. He's profusely apologized. <laughs> I mean, I'm reading his apology tweets like millions of them. He's a good man. Don't tear down Ken Jennings. I've been in the Ken Jennings boat for a long time. I, th- I, I think Ken Jennings makes the most sense. I think it does too, but I like nobody LeVar in the more. world has as much reverence for Alex Trebek than Ken Jennings. Period. Yeah, you're right. Maybe his wife. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his family. I mean, he made a pretty profound statement there, and I felt like David Seedentop. He's up there. I think Jim Seedentop would be a good host for Jeopardy. No, I think David would be much better. Jim's too reserved and too passive. David is much more aggressive and opinionated. You don't want somebody aggressive and opinionated. Yes, you do. You want somebody thoughtful. He comes across to me as very thoughtful. Yeah, he can, but I don't think he would assert his... his, I don't think you need to assert. I think you do need to assert. Alex Alex Trebek was very assertive at times. Well, anyway, let's move on. He was firm in his answer, and he was firm with judges. No, sorry. Yeah. You know, didn't phrase that in the form of a question. You lose. I feel like Jim would be like, well, it wasn't a question, so. (laughs) All right. That's where we would leave it. Let's move on. I don't have any more news. That was it. That's it? That's all the news I had. Um, I had one piece of news. Uh, Sony. They are the last... Major movie studio holdout to have their own streaming service, right? Oh, they are, aren't they? They don't have one. They don't need one. They need nope. to sell everything to Disney. They've sold it all to Netflix. Oh, Netflix they did? and Sony break ground with film licensing deal replacing previous ones. Uh, Why have I not seen anything about this? That will this is big news. Include first looks at new direct to streaming titles from Sony. Um, yeah, they basically Whoa. are in in the Netflix pocket. Do you understand what this does for Netflix? It's huge. They needed it. Uh, th- this solidifies that Netflix will never go anywhere. Netflix is never going anywhere, man. No, I, Netflix, I understand. You don't but understand how much money they, they're probably the richest studio. I get that, but there are other streaming services that could have taken the place of Netflix. They're never going to go anywhere, but there could be a new top, right? I don't think you understand that. I'm pretty sure that Netflix is bigger than Disney. Netflix is huge. Now it is. I don't think it was bigger than Disney before, was it? Before what? 
before this merger? Yes, Netflix is a gigantic company. I'm, if you're talking about their stock capitalization, like what the company's worth. It couldn't have been bigger than Disney. How is that even possible? I'm telling you. You're telling stock me market is you're a weird guessing. thing. You're telling me you guess that it is. I want I want like absolutes here. Uh yeah, Netflix is worth more than Disney according to stock reports. I don't So what it. their shares of their stock are worth, it is worth more than Disney. How is that possible? I, I'm telling you. How does you. this work? What is this life? What does it mean, Chris? Netflix is huge, man. It's that recurring revenue. Like, what did we say the other day? 200 recurring, million? But recurring revenue, I mean, Disney has, in my mind, ultimate revenue. Like, the amount of money that Disney is raking in from streaming, from parks, from whatever, merchandise, Mickey. What the heck? They've capitalized the market a long time Think ago. Think about this. All right, you have Netflix. You have it's a bunch of people paying streaming. 10 to $15 a month every month, like 200 million of them yeah. or more. I don't even know. It's probably more than that. But now, but Disney but has the same like thing For like 10 now. years that's been going on. Yeah. Whereas Netflix, Disney just started it, and half the subscriptions that Disney have were, we're free. For like, yeah, we're free. All right. So Netflix has been doing that game for ten years. Hmm. You're right. That's so much money. Do you give Disney? Say you give Netflix. I don't know what it costs. Twelve bucks. Fifteen. Eleven ninety nine. I think. Okay. Yeah. Twelve bucks a month for a year. Yeah. So that's a hundred and. 30, 140 bucks, something like that. Yeah. And you've been doing that for 10 years now. I have, easily. I don't think you've paid Disney that much. I haven't paid Disney anywhere close to that. Yeah. I now mean, that you you've that. watched movies, but they're sharing that revenue with Netflix. They're sharing that revenue with AMC theaters. They're sharing that revenue with yeah, you're right. their distributors. Uh, yeah. This is a much better perspective than what I was thinking of before because you think of the Disney company as being so huge, which it is. But it's not that big, Disney. I mean, it, it is a big company, but in the grand scheme of things, no, like compared to these others, it's not. And Netflix is so new. I guess that's the way I think of it. You think about Disney being around for such a long time, it should be so big. And and we think of it as being big. But then Netflix has been around since like 2007, right? Yeah, right. And, and I've been a subscriber since the very beginning. Yeah, I was a subscriber since at least 2009. I mean, I used to get discs in the I mail. Yes. In 2009, I was getting True Blood discs in the mail, and Amy and I were watching the seasons because that's what we did. Yeah. Um, and then and it, it was, I think, streaming at that point too, but it was very minimal. So we were only doing the month-to-month discs, like one or two discs a month or something. And, and we were watching True Blood and Dexter, uh, things like that. Then all of a sudden, I was like, I kind of held out on the Netflix thing, and I quit getting discs, and we didn't have um, the like, subscription service to, for online stuff because streaming wasn't that big of a deal. And then all of a sudden, I was like, let's try the streaming thing out. And, but at that point I was still paying for discs and streaming. And then I got rid of the discs and it went only streaming. Yeah. I don't know what, at what point that happened, but 
I mean, there's a reason they have a whole category called fang stocks. You've heard of fang stocks? No. They're the biggest stocks. Okay. Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, fang. Huh. Those have been the stocks for 10 years. That is where you put your money if you want it to safely grow. Wow. And that's, I mean, Netflix has become an investment institution. As and far you've as invested in all of those, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And you're so Disney rich. heavily. Yeah. I, I put most of my money in Disney when it was at about 9800 bucks a share, and now it's like 200 ish I told everybody to buy Disney, by the way, multiple times. Really? Yes. I don't think you did. Oh, yeah, I did. I've been telling people for years. You need to sell. It's undervalued. When you look at Disney as a company and you realize and you sit there and you look well, at that, it. That's what I was trying to say is like this is a very undervalued company. So it you is say, undervalued now. Okay. But when you still look at Disney and you go, their number one revenue stream is parks by a wide margin. It can't be anymore. It is. It still is by a wide margin. It's not even close. Are you serious? Yes. Parks are their number one revenue. And you go, well, that's going to start changing because it, of the subscriptions. And we've talked about that. Yeah. It is going to change. By 2025, they think Disney Plus will be bringing in as much revenue as the parks. And the reality is, if you're in the know, like me and you, in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. because that's what we do. That's what we do. We know that they're going to smash all those projections. Yes, they because already of have. the content. Look at look at how many subscribers they've had in the first year. They're at a hundred million subscribers, and they didn't even think. And that was their like five year projection. And they've only had one show. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, now they have. Three. They've got a couple now, but they had um, one. They had the Mandalorian. Now they're about to have a billion more Star Wars shows. I'm telling you, Disney is going to be. It's never going to be as ubiquitous as Netflix. Never. But it's going to be right there. It's going to be bigger than HBO. It's going to be bigger than, you know. And that's the thing. Like, I don't think they have to be bigger than Netflix to get what they want. They need to be. They Netflix need to is just like a always. Everybody has Netflix. Yes, it's a constant. But Disney Plus needs to stay relevant and they need to keep making new shows and they need to make things that people want to see. But they always have the parks on the back end of that. So if you've got a streaming platform oh, yeah. I mean, and a parks that are making the same amount of money and your your revenue it's is... It's vertically integrated, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, one thing's an advertisement for the other thing. Exactly. The thing about Netflix, though, is it's not even close. Like, in the last year, how many times you log into Disney if you didn't have kids? Never. No, I mean, quite a bit. Not as much as Netflix. Netflix is coming out with so much content all the time. It's once, overwhelming. So when it was Mandalorian, it was once a week. Um, and now it's, then it was WandaVision. It was once a week. Right. It's once a week. Captain. It's a once a week service. Uh, cap, uh, just like HBO. Now it's once a week for two shows. Okay, fine. But Netflix is every day. It's my main TV source, yes. And the and, and Amazon, every day when Amazon you go Prime. on there, there's how some, does Prime come into this? I mean, they're it's that's a whole nother thing because it's like the more the, like the Disney model, the vertical integration, right? Yeah. Um, they but they, they have get you significantly get you more shows than uh, Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I mean Amazon dwarfs all of these companies. I mean it's not even close. Amazon's tenfold bigger than Disney and Netflix put together. 
So it's a two trillion dollar company. So why is the Prime Amazon Prime Video platform so clunky? You know, like why don't they put? I, I don't like it. Clunky. I don't like it. I think it's old. It looks old. It doesn't work as well as like Netflix. Hmm. Like the Netflix. Are you platform. talking like on a Fire Stick? Uh huh. No, no, no. I'm saying like if you, yeah, if you go to like Prime Video. Oh, I don't, I don't go there because if you have a Fire Stick, it just is. But you can specifically go to Amazon Prime stuff. I guess I've never done that. You haven't? Why? No, it's just in the menus for the Fire Stick. Not for everything. I mean, I guess you could Pretty search much, it. Yeah. But I, I've went to. They literally have a section just as Prime Video. And if you click on that, it'll bring up just Amazon Prime stuff. Yeah, I guess I've never had that issue. Um, I think it's clunky and ugly, and I think that Netflix has a way better platform. Oh, Netflix is great. And you know I what think, I mean? Like, honestly, why aren't people integrating HBO's to HBO's kind of the best. But it's gotten a lot better. I agree. It's just that on a Fire Stick, for me personally, it has been very laggy. Um, and so is Disney now. Plus. It's better now. I, I don't have issues with either of them. But um, I, I don't know. Like, I think they need to start integrating themselves to look more like Netflix. I don't think that would be a bad thing. I think everybody in the world could say, wow, this looks a lot like Netflix. It would not affect anything besides bring more people to you because it's easier to use. Yeah. We got to get to what we're watching because I got a bunch and we don't have what? much time left. You told me before the show, you're like, I don't think I had any what I'm watching. I got a billion here. So Holy smokes. Well, we both have two that are the same, don't we? Um, Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier and Invincible. Yeah, and I don't want to do you know spend too much time on those because no. we're going to continue to talk about those. This We've is a gave you our show. first impressions. We're going to get back to it more when the season's over. Although I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier we can kind of keep up on. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember the third episode. So the or third fourth e- episode of Invin- Invincible being all that breath. You know, no, Invincible was about the same. Oh, um, that's the one where he goes to Mars. He goes to Mars. Oh, that was a cool, fun episode. Yeah, so I'm loving this show. Mark Grayson is the superhero Invincible, and he just got his powers in the last three episodes. And he goes to Mars, and there's a alien race that lives up there. Some humans are going up for a mission, and they send this, they send him to be like their protector, like in the shadows. Right, really cool episode. It was fun. It was nothing like standout, but there's a couple things um, like from the comics that definitely stand out to me where he meets like the defenders of the universe, uh, like the one um, alien. I can't remember his name now. Um, what's his name? That was Seth in, Rogen is his. Yeah, that wasn't in episode four, but that was in the what, third episode. I wasn't think. it? Oh, I thought it was episode four. I, I thought I was remembering it as that. Either way, he goes to Mars. It was fun. I, I love this show. I think it's really great. Oh, I, I think, think it's, it's going to get even watch. better. I think it's a must watch. Um, I did uh, pay more attention to the animation because we were kind of talking it up so much the last episode. And I think we were wrong, actually. The animation was a little more... It wasn't as good as some of the DC movies. No, not DC movies, but it's like Archer. No, it's better than that. I think it's like very much like Arch- Archer, but yeah, it's, it is better, but... Man, it's very similar. But either way, um, I consider this show a must-watch. Absolutely love it. Um, if you're into comics and animated mm-hmm. movies, if you're not, you know, I mean, I don't want to steer you down the wrong path. It's probably not going to be for you. But, but if, you, if you like superhero stuff, like Superman-type superhero stuff, 
I think you'd like it. If you like the boys, you'll like it, it for sure. And like a teenage drama. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's I, it's probably right now the number one show I'm looking forward to every week. Yes. More I, so than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we'll talk about now, which is incredible. To a point, I would say it's on par with that. And I, at first I thought, yes, Invincible would be the one I would I was looking forward to. But I tell you what, episode three, really, really enjoyed it because it was really heavy Winter Soldier, like, fighting. And I don't know. I really liked that aspect of it. The whole train thing was awesome. Episode three, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's so crazy because this show, we said number one, episode one was very action-based. It was awesome. It was like a Marvel movie. Episode two gave us more character stuff, and we love the humor and everything in it. Episode three is like nothing I've ever seen in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It was so different. It was it very was good. It was so interesting. It, I like the fact that it gave you... It was so goofy, like weird. I don't think it was... Yeah, that whole city they went to, it felt well, very yeah, Sin yeah, City-ish. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Did. You're right. That it was so different, and that's a big. that city is a big deal in like the X-Men universe. Yeah. So that's this is definitely the X Men coming in. Um, I think that the chick is the power broker. Yes, and I think she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's great. That's uh, she's very good. Ca- uh, Agent Carter's daughter, right? Yeah. Sharon. Yes, 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 yes. No, or Peggy. Peggy Carter's, Peggy Carter's daughter. daughter. Um, I like the fact that you get to see, and th- these are small moments that I just pick out, but. I like the fact that you get to see the strength of what the Winter Soldier can really do in yeah. certain aspects. So this sent me down a rabbit hole of just, and I'm a huge Winter Soldier fan. I've collected the comic for years. Yep, I've read a lot of it. Read of a lot of it, but, um, it, but I think this was like amplified. I just didn't remember the goings on of him. I I mean, he got the Super Soldier Serum. Yes, as well as Captain America did. Yep, like. A similar or very same variant of it. Yeah, like a Johnson and Johnson compared to a Moderna. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he was... Um, so it was in a different way. There was some kind of a radiation that coupled with Captain America's um, super soldier serum. There was some kind of a, a process that happened Yeah. that was different than the Winter Soldier's process. But um, in the end of the day, like, it's... Easy to watch that and think like, okay, this guy's just got a bionic arm. That's it. Yeah. No, no. And that's no. not the case. He's a super soldier. I mean, he's got it. Yeah. And you forget that. And you I do forget and I that. and I did too. And then And they don't make a point of that in the movies. They never do. They yeah. never bring it up. But then once you see him fighting in this episode specifically, is where they bring it to light a little bit more and you realize like, oh, yeah. He's got some ability here, like besides just his bionic arm. Like this is a, like he's strong. And this is the first true glimpse we've ever got to see uh, of Baron Zemo, the way he was meant to be, not yep. the way he was kind of uh, portrayed in in uh, Winter Soldier, the Captain mm-hmm. America movie. We see more of the comic book character here, yeah, uh, by far. I I've, liked the Baron Zemo. I've also actually been a huge fan of him in the comics. I've. Uh, read a lot of Thunderbolts, which um, is like a super villain. It's like the Suicide Squad, yeah, for kind of for, for Marvel. But Baron Zemo was a big part of that. Um, we get to see this guy acting his ass off and having the time of his life. He's like the biggest internet meme in the world right now. Absolutely, but when he put the mask on, it was great. Oh my god, the gosh. fur coat. 
Yeah, he had the fur coat. He disappears, right? Like, he doesn't have the mask on. He's in the fur coat. He kind of disappears because Falcon and Winter Soldier are doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he appears with the mask on, fighting people. I was like, oh, man. Like, this is it. The like, dude's great. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, uh, so much Driving so that away Disney in convertible. released a one-hour-long YouTube video just of him dancing in that nightclub. No way. Because I didn't that, know that. Like, cause that meme has been taking the yeah. world by storm. It's just, it's looped, but that's okay. been like so popular. I thought popular. you meant like one hour of footage of him dancing. I was like, holy crap. There's more footage they better, than what they showed in the show. They better have paid that man a lot of money. Um, it was great. I loved that city, that whole idea of like the north side, south side, the yeah. gangster. Like um, Chicago. Yeah, kind of. But it, it's just like a wild a yeah. wild area. You know, it just felt very Sin City-ish to me. I loved it. I love this episode. Yeah, so as you can see, we we are fully in on this. I, I've heard a couple criticisms, um, and that would be that people are really not liking the week-to-week release schedule for the show because they feel like it's not a show. It's like a six-hour-long movie. Well, and I could see that. I, I agree. I totally I, do I can see, that see that. but I mean, Because they don't do a good job... They don't do what WandaVision did. No. WandaVision, it was like made for week to week. Like they give you the reveal at the end. They'd always give you something to be talking about. They have certainly not made this in the way of a normal TV show. But I think it's great because... I think it's great only because it's following WandaVision. Yeah. So because we had WandaVision... I think you're like so much better. And you're like starving for like explanation of story and, and like starving for like, give me what I want out of this story right now before I like blow up. And they give you little pieces of it here and there and little pieces here and there. And it's slow and it's building and it gets to a point where you think like, Oh, this is going to be great. And then they drop you back down again. And so that's how WandaVision like left us. And then they give us this where it may be a six hour movie and you're only getting one hour at a time. But you want all of it but at I'm, all times. But you're getting so much yeah. in each one of those episodes that it is worth it every single time. And if they were to just drop it all at once, you would watch it all. You'd get it in a, even if it took you two days to watch it all. And then we'd be sitting here like, yeah, that was great. Yeah. And we wouldn't no. talk about it as much and it wouldn't gain as much traction. No, we're doing the work for them. Exactly. And that's, that's what, what they, want. they want. Yeah. So all these Netflix series that drop, like, yes, they may do very well on Netflix for that time. But how well do you think Witcher is doing right now? Oh, it's, it's been their number one show. Not, not for, not for the last two years. Dude, it's. But I'm saying when you drop that a show... That was a bombshell hit for them. They've, but when you drop a show all at it once... Blew st- it blew Stranger Things out of the water. People aren't talking about it now. The, we're not talking <clears throat> about it now the way we will be talking about a show for the Absolutely next not. six like, to seven to eight weeks. Stranger Things is a perfect example, right? I love that show. Absolutely. But you it. watch it so quick and then you forget about it. Like It's not even in my... Me- like, no, I don't even think about it. I saw a promo or a, a, an ad, a, advertisement for uh, season four of Stranger Things, and I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, like I, now I guess I that's a thing. I barely now I remember, remember it. it. I and, like, season, oh, yeah. and by the way, season three was the best season. 
Yes, it was. <laughs> Every season has gotten better. <laughs> yeah. They've been so good. They stood out but so much. But it's not in your consciousness. And I literally like drop everything to watch watch it all at one one moment because it's available to you and you can do that. But we're going to live with Falcon and the Winter Soldier for... And I thought I wanted shows that way. I thought I wanted I shows dropped all at one time to where you can binge it. And when it happened, I loved it. But now as I look back and, I, and I'm getting shows from Disney and I criticized Disney, I criticized these streaming platforms for going back to the week to week thing. I was like, this is dumb. We're in the area of dropping all shows at one time. No, I, I mean, I, I can say I'm wrong. I, well, because I was 100% wrong on that too. It's not that I want to wait week to week, it's, but it builds a different aspect of the story. It absolutely. builds my intrigue. It, like I get so and that's much why more the excitement. HBO shows have always worked so well. Yeah, because they're always they've always been week to week. Right, they've never went any other way. And it does. It builds that show up, and that's the way to go. And and I know I want it the other way because I'm greedy and I want to hoard it. But space it out. Force me. Yes. You know, don't make me consume it yeah, all at once. Force your audience to to watch the show the way you want them to watch it. I guess if you want to drop every single episode and have them watch it all in one shot, why don't you just make a movie out of it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing that you're doing. Because when you talk about a show being like a movie, a six-hour-long movie... But let me be clear. You can still do that. You just have to wait six weeks. Yes. Yes, you have to wait six weeks and you can go back and watch it all in one shot. Yep. But uh, anyway, Falcon and the Warrior Soldier, loving it. Invincible, loving it. Um, you're right. I don't know why I said that. Falcon and the Warrior Soldier is what I'm probably most looking forward to week to week. <laughs> so Nolan just said, he's like, I was halfway through the first episode of Invincible and texted my young son saying, you've got to watch this new show. Then I saw the end and texted, wait, wait, don't listen to me. Adult show, adult show. Hey, man, we made that very clear on the podcast. I'm like, yeah. this is R-rated. It is. Although it, um, I think it PG-13s itself down a little bit. Uh, this last episode did a little bit. I mean, bit, that yeah. was that one episode, but nothing after that has been very R-rated. No, but I mean, and I'm it's going not by... rated R. It's, it's T- TVMA. Yeah, isn't that above well, a rated R? No, it's the same. But it says 16 plus. I thought MA was 17 plus. I thought it was too. So, I don't know. What's an NC17? We've had this conversation before. Yeah. Uh, seven, you have to be over 17 even. You can't go in with an adult. So, rated R, you can go in with an adult with an adult over a certain age. But you have to be 18 to watch a rated R movie, but you can go in no, with an 17. adult. No, 17. It's 17. I thought it was 18. No, it's 17. Oh, all right. 17 to go in a rated R movie, but you can be younger with an adult over 18 or over whatever age. Yeah. NC-17, you literally can't go in even with an adult. If your parent, if your horrible parent tries to take your kid to an <laughs> yeah. NC-17 movie, they like, would no. say, but nothing yeah. is related, rate, rated NC-17 anymore. So it no. doesn't matter. All right. A uh, couple more minutes, a couple more things I've watched that you're done. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'm not actually. That was the two things that we had. Similar. Oh, okay. I had one other show that I go watched. ahead. Okay, it'll be quick. I'll talk about it really quick. Uh, so I watched the first two episodes of the Mighty Ducks. Game oh, I Changer. haven't watched it yet. I really want to. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, what I will say is that I've had a cr- huge crush on Lauren Graham for Love a long Love time. 
Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. I literally have Parenthood. had a crush on this lady. Fast talker. Um, she is a very fast talker. Is she talker. fast talking this show She too? is the exact same character as in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> she really is. But I tell you what, she's showing her age. Yeah. You can tell she's aged a bit. Well, that's and fine. And that's fine. It is fine. It's just I was like, it was taken aback. I was like. I mean, she's probably 20 yeah. years older than you. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> she is. But I just remember like from the beginning of Gilmore Girls being so young and fresh. And I was like, oh. Lauren Graham, my crush. She had a teenager in that show. I understand, but she was so much younger. I just like she's starting to show her age, and I was it shocked me to see that. And I was like, whatever, still have a crush on you, and I think you're great. She's a great uh, mom. Um, so there's not much to work with in the first two episodes to say like whether or not it's going to be a groundbreaking show. But I think this will be like an incredible like family friendly show that you could watch with your kids that we that adults and kids will both enjoy. That's what I it's, want. It's going to be and and in the first two episodes you've it they just kind of give you a taste of what's to come and that's it. As, like as much as I love watching shows you see especially a, rated R stuff I love little, I love watching shows with my kids. I know. It's so fun. It is so fun. I didn't know that it would be fun. I thought it would be aggravating at first, but seeing Grady's interest in like Star Wars that we've had recently and different shows, like like older movies, 90 movies, like Sandlot and stuff like that that we've watched, it is so fun to see him like enjoy the same movies I enjoyed when I was a kid. And this franchise, he's watched Mighty Ducks. We've watched all the Mighty Ducks movies. He loved the Mighty Ducks movies. I've been telling him, like, hey, there's a new Mighty Ducks show. We need to watch it. Yeah, Cash wants to watch it. We haven't and done it yet. He he hasn't yet, and I wasn't going to wait for him. So I watched the first two episodes that were available, and I think it's setting itself up to be really great. Like, really great. That's why I haven't watched Kong versus it, Godzilla yet. It immediately gives me that 90s, um, like, kid show, like, kid movie vibe right off the bat. They're doing that very well. We we had said before that it was like similar to a Cobra Kai, you know. Yeah. But I feel like Cobra Kai is more adult oriented. Oh, definitely. You know, that's not that. This Cobra is, Kai is not a kid show. No, it's not. But it was still of the same genre. Might like be it a made teenager you feel, show. It made you feel the same as watching a Karate Kid, or it gave you the same essence of a Karate Kid show, but adult oriented. This gives you the same essence of the Mighty Ducks, and it's still perfect for kids it's like that 90s kid movie yeah. that's what it is and it's great it's just done better i think nice. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna check it out for sure yeah that's you should list. um I, i'll just i don't we don't have a lot of time here so um i've been watching american idol a lot of it mm-hmm. love it have you been watching it at all nope i haven't watched you a should start now because it just started like okay. out of the hollywood bullshit the first week of live performances was this week. You sent me a performance. Yeah. A um, lot of talent. A lot of talent this year. Looks like it. Nobody on the level of Alejandro. That guy oh, was come on. No, that guy was amazing. He was fine. No. I saw him. I saw him after that season. There was people the season after that were better than him. No, he was the last season. No, he wasn't. Okay, I don't know. There was two seasons. I'm liking it. There's a lot of super talented people, but 
nobody's grabbed me yet of being like super that I'm rooting for him yet. Okay. But we'll get there. There's this guy, this real big guy named Willie. Jimmy Dickens. That is an unbelievable singer. Like once in a generation singer. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy. I'm I telling love you. that. Crazy. This guy. So he's going to win. No, he's not going to win. Why? Because he's not. Because of his looks. Yeah. What? That's, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a popularity contest. Ruben stuttered one. Well, he, you know, okay. Right? That guy had a little more style, a little more pizzazz. Oh. But anyway, there's some really good talent on there. I'm enjoying it. I just, it's so fun. It's a, it's a great escapism. Mm-hmm. You know what I, It really is. I don't know people make fun of me for it, but I'm like, no. I haven't watched a lot of the last many seasons. And I didn't really want to watch this season. Marley was the one who wanted to watch it. And now, again, it's one of those things we can watch as a family. Yeah. And all enjoy. And it takes... And over. it's about music, and it's great. So I'm enjoying it. And I just really... I really, really like the judges. I just really like all of them. Yeah. If anything, they're a little too cheerleadery. I, I This last... You need to you need a judge. I was like missing, a real judge. I'm missing Simon. Like somebody just lay the hammer down. My favorite was Harry Connick Jr. He was great. He was by far the best but judge there that's was ever been two on that people show. Out of out of the top, whatever, twenty-four, mm-hmm. there was two people that were awful. Right? And nobody said it. Nobody said it. Like you're you were terrible. But this last week was duets with celebrities. Yeah. And there were at least three that were spectacular. And one of the duet celebrities was Jewel, who is like <gasps> one of my ultimate I favorites. Jewel. I absolutely love Jewel. Yeah. One of the guys was the lead singer for who Incubus. Save your soul. Yeah. She's foolish good. game. These foolish games are tearing me apart. Anyway, she sang that. Great. She's mm-hmm. amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. She sounds so good in this American Idol show. Very pure. She blew the contestants out of the water. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, she was incredible. Uh anyway, American Idol. I've been watching Young Rock on Hulu. Oh, I haven't seen that. Love it. Do you really? Oh, it's great. You'll love it. It's just it's a, on Hulu, huh? Another great fun family. Is that like everybody hates Chris? Uh, so the idea of it is it's 2032 and the rock is running for president. Okay. And so he's like doing interviews. You've told me this before. And then they they flash back to like points his in his life. Childhood. Yeah. It's a very nice show. I like it. I'm not going to talk about it much. Uh, season finale, series finale of a show that I've been watching for seven years. Superstore. I've talked about this show before. Yeah, you have. I, I didn't even know it was still on. I absolutely love this show. It had its uh, season series finale this year. Um, oh, it, it already did. Yeah, it already aired. Oh, I, wow. I watched. I missed it, and did I you watched tear it. up. Yeah. No way. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you serious? Very like, heartfelt did it... show. Great show. Oh my gosh! Really good show. Loved it. That's interesting. Um. But we won't talk about that more. I really, really, really liked that show. It was good. Superstore. Yeah. 
I believe you. Um, I've seen some of it. And I thought it was very funny. I'm not going to talk about, but I did watch the last blockbuster on your recommendation. Oh, yeah. That's eh. strange. It's fine. Mythic th- Quest, Raven's Banquet on Apple TV. The show created by Charlie Day and Rob McElhaney. McElhaney. Um, Loved it. Finished the first season. Did you? Okay. You need to text me that name so I can remember it and look it up. I I absolutely love this show. Um, I finally finished uh, Ted Lasso. I did forget to talk about that. But yeah, what a a show. What the heck? I mean, we we've preached about it enough. It just but now that you finished it, yeah, it just gets better and better oh, every episode. Every episode gets better than the last, and, and it and is so worth it. Coming so late to the party, season two comes out in, in summer this summer. This summer it does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all in. So we're right there. Yeah, Ted Lasso is where it's at. It's it's one of the greatest. Like, I I don't even know. I don't want to call it a show. It was more of an experience. It really is. I mean, it's so good. Um, Everybody that I've recommended to has been over the moon about it. You can't not be. It is. If if you don't like this show, you are dead inside. You have to watch this show. Yes. I don't care. Subscribe to Apple TV. Get a seven-day free trial, whatever you got to do, just to watch If you're listening right now and you're like, no, I'm not going to pay for it. Well, you get a seven-day free trial. Yeah, if you're still like, no, I already used my seventy-eight feet trail. They're thirty-minute episodes, thirty-five-minute episodes. I will give you five dollars. That's what it costs for one. Guess month. what? You can give them two fifty, and I'll give them two fifty. Yes, just if you watch the show, I yes. will give you that money. Right, it's so good. We will. Raven's Banquet, though Mythic Quest, is a very also really good show. That is another thing that you can watch on Apple Plus. The last episode. Episode 10 sucked because you could tell it was after COVID happened. So it was all like a Zoom. The whole episode was Zoom. That's stupid. It was like them Zooming back and forth. Yeah. It was still a good episode. Um, but there, you knew what was happening. Oh, yeah. You knew what's going on. But there were there was actually a pretty touching moment in it. Um, annoying and touching. Both. Okay. Okay. So two of the characters are having like breakdowns basically from being in lockdown okay so they literally talk about being in a lockdown oh yeah they're in lockdown that's why the whole episode is over zoom and um (laughs) it's really fun because uh, anyway these characters are having this uh like existential crisis of lockdown so now watching this a year later you're like, oh my god, come on! Yeah, but at the time, but was... at the time, whatever this is going on, yeah. So there's a very touching moment where these two characters are like breaking down, and the they're talking to it, each other on Zoom, and the one's like crying, and the other one comes, and as they're talking, like it turns out he's right outside her door, and they have a moment. It's really oh. sweet, actually. And then uh, there's a very fun like ending to the episode that's very office like like the office Mm. that um it it was a good episode despite some annoying things overall i love this show absolutely love it also would highly recommend it to anybody it's not on a level of ted lasso or anything. no but if it's fun and you laughed and yeah it's, it's a uh it's a it's a fun mix of like a it's always sunny yeah vibe mixed with the office kind of vibe might go start that tonight. Yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it a lot. 
So okay. that's it. Okay. That's all I got. Well, that's the episode we got this week then, guys. We ran a little bit long, but uh, make sure to check out, obviously, snarftalk.com. And you can check out patreon.com slash snarfcomics. Um, and what else you got? Like Anything? and share yes. this podcast. That would be appreciated. And that's it for Snarf Talk this week. I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. See ya.